Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. I need for, uh, um, for, uh, um, for, um, for, um, 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 audacity. Um, um, yeah. Stop it, dude. You're hurting my ears. <laughs> um, okay. Fulfill. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Fred? Why am I always after Kevin? That's just the way our episode template is set. <laughs> We're going in reverse alphabetical order. There you go. <laughs> and returning to the show, our very good friend, Chris Rybert. What's up? <laughs> What's going on? All right. This is episode number 117, Scale Up with Chris Rybert. Nice. Cool. Scale up? Does that mean Chris Roberts getting heavy? Well, yes, ooh. it's winter. It's winter. It's yeah, winter. <laughs> he's he's bulking up. He's bulking up. In, insulation. <laughs> His helis are bulking up too. They're getting heavier with some. No, they're body just getting larger, dude. Yeah, larger and heavier, I guess. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> All up, right, Jesus. so let's catch up with everyone's week. Who wants to go first? Me, me. I'll go first. Yeah, Kevin, why don't you go first? You never go first. I never go. Well, I didn't go first last week or the week before. But other than that, you never go first. But other than that, I never go first. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right, dude. So we flew on Sunday, uh, went down to the field, and I got the chance to fly my 285. I brought my 255 with me, but I got a chance to fly the Oxy 285, and I was, I haven't flown that in a really long time, probably a year. I had the tri-blade head on it, and I switched it over to the two blades. And I wanted to do a little experiment, you know, flying the 255 for a while and see if there's any difference. I have the same exact motor ESC setup, the same exact batteries, the same ESCs. It's just larger and, you know, stretched. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely see a difference. I have to check my pinion though, because I think I have a different pinion on the, on the motor, which could definitely make a difference. But mm-hmm. man, I was, I had that thing tick tocking and, and doing a bunch of stuff. And it really felt good. It, it flipped over on on like a dime, dude. It was flipping inverted like crazy on on really quick. But after one of the flights, you guys were standing there. I came down and I lost uh, the ball link out of the swash plate. Yeah. Just right as I was coming into land, it let go, and it was just like the the helicopter was on a string getting you know tossed back and forth, and then it just <laughs> came in and made this really wicked sound. It was just like, Whoa. yeah. So then, dude, I don't know if you realize this, but I, I had a couple more flights, and it was flying pretty good, doing my normal crazy whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I put I had another battery pack, and I put it in, and I had it on the bench, and I'm I'm giving the you know I'm moving the sticks around a little bit, and I'm I'm watching like the ball links move again on the swash plate, and I I turned around and I look from behind, and I noticed that the anti rotation thing is just gone. The, the little bar that goes into to the anti-rotation bracket is just missing. And I don't what? know if that was missing the entire, like, six flights I did or... Wait, 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 wait. Your ant- the, uh, the rotation bracket was there, but the, the pin... You the pin was that. gone, yeah. Oh, boy, okay. Just wow. gone, completely. And I don't know when it fell off. You couldn't be you couldn't you couldn't have been flying for a long time with that without that. That would cause your helicopter to act all weird. I don't know. I don't like I said I, I don't know when it came off, but uh, it was 
definitely gone. And it was funny because one of our members there, John John, was asking me all about the Oxy, and he was looking uh-huh. to get something smaller, and he was asking me about the two and the three and all the differences. And I was like, well, you can fly this one if you want to. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> good thing he didn't. <laughs> and Devin was like, yeah, tell him to fly it now <laughs> that, that that's missing. Yeah, right? <laughs> So I was like, "What the hell, man?" Uh, yeah, so that was that was crazy. Um, but I, I fixed. I, I got that already. I'm gonna bring that to Neff along with the 255. I don't know if I'll fly that thing indoors or not with a little tiny window that we get to fly in over there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, who knows? And I also took out the Phantom, the the old DJI Phantom Three, and haven't flown that in forever. And I think since I redid my phone, I deleted the app. So I had to re-download the app, which you cannot download unless you have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So thank you for you providing Wi-Fi so I could download it. And it's really not even that large of a file. And it shouldn't make a difference if I have unlimited, you know, service or whatever on my plan, you know, just click yes yep. to, to download it. Yep. So I download it. I get it all connected up and it tells me I get the quiz. Have you gotten the quiz yet on these things? The quiz, no. Yeah, before you can fly, it says you can, and you could skip it a couple of times, but it you, it has like a a ten part quiz. I think it was ten questions. Really? No, about, that must be new. Yeah, how high you can fly, and and if you're flying near an airport, what you need to do, and and you know, it's just your basic multiple choice. So I'm like, dude, what the hell? I'm like, I can't download the freaking app now. I got to take this freaking quiz. It's like, by the time I I get this thing in the air to capture anything i want to capture it's going to be gone you know mm-hmm. yep but it was it was cool i haven't flown that thing in, in like forever it was it was cool i was sitting in my jeep flying it with the heat on because it was cold as shit and then i gotta go up to totoa i gotta go up to the family dinner after flying field and this this has nothing to do with rc so if you guys want to fast forward for the next like two minutes go right ahead i get on the effing jersey turnpike and i'm bouncing the whole way up and the, I can't believe how we pay for this freaking road. It's not government. You know, if you got a business, you didn't build that. We built the road so you can get to your freaking business. We pay for that freaking road with the tolls, and it's still Mm -hmm. shit. I was like, oh, man, I needed a kidney belt by the time I got up there. (laughs) And finally, I have a PSA for this weekend, um, public service announcement, and that is do not drink and go on Facebook because apparently I was – looking through facebook and andrew snyder said i'm officially sponsored by freefall rc and he had a freefall rc sticker on that and i said yes you are officially sponsored so i guess we are official sponsors of andrew snyder and his his airplane wait 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 you know what i'm firing him <laughs> he's fired he's no longer sponsored uh, i'm taking it back he just got fired <laughs> oh <Fred>. boy <laughs> yeah it's- <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to say except sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I just have to laugh. It's funny, <laughs> and that's all I've been up to aside from getting ready for Neff and fixing a couple of things and still three D printing more parts and got that all going. So that's all I've been up to, man. Cool. I want to hear from Fred, dude. No offense, but ooh, I want to hear ooh. what Fred's yeah. been up to. Ooh, me. Yeah. Right. Let's go, Fred. So, so I got some cryptic stuff written down here, so you wouldn't know what I was talking about. Um. Whoop hoops. One of the uh, one of my friends who flight test showed up. Miles and his wife Jennifer. Um, they do over the road trucking, and uh, they had a haul they were doing through on Interstate Ten here, 
And it worked out that they were to stop at the the rest area, and he had to do his 36 hours downtime. So I snuck out of work a little bit early. He and I hung out for the day. We uh, He ended up coming over and staying at the house for a bit of time in the evening. And uh, we broke out the tiny whoops, and I got my glow-in-the-dark gates set up. Nice. Uh, nice and dude. we were out there buzzing around, flying through those, and having a good time. Uh, the other day, I was out with the wife and we stopped at the uh, history society over in the county next next county over uh, their museum and i heard the grandma of the group said that the rest of the family was from this area but she was from the akron columbus ohio area and i said did you say akron i i've got friends in akron and the uh the kid in the group and the mom they kind of whipped their heads around and uh you mean like flight test? I said, yeah. No kidding. And so apparently <laughs> the kid uh, is a bit of a flight test fan, and the dad does something with military drones over in, in uh, Eglin Air Force Base. And so you know, we ended up exchanging some information, and they want me to go down and do a talk at the school with the uh, ROTC. Nice. So cool. I've done that before for the local school. It, it went well. Did a little you know demonstration with some of the stuff and. Uh, so I'd, I'd love to do that. Go out and do a few more of those. Uh, let's see. Last thing on my list. Cabinets. Uh, there's a guy down the road from me that was doing a renovation on his kitchen. So with a little bit of money exchange, I am going to be getting all of the old cabinets out of his kitchen to put into my shop. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So I'm going to take my that nice door table I have. That mm-hmm. I just have basically on four by fours and two by fours, uh, it's going to get converted. I'm going to take some of the floor cabinets and put them on wheels, nice, and put the table on top of the cabinets. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be my new rolling, you know, big workbench in the center, and then of course all the wall cabinets will go up. Nice, dude. That's the nice. way to go, Sweet. man. Yeah. yeah, get those for next to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a good deal. Nice, so. awesome, man. All right, I'm going to go ahead and mute the button now. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, mute away. You're going to mute the button, or you're going to mute yourself? <laughs> I need to mute my button over here. That's way too uh, loud. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, I guess I'll go next, and then we'll we'll have Chris go and go right into the main topic. So Okay. Yeah, I've I kind of been doing a lot of stuff, I guess. So I flew. we flew on Sunday. I brought... Both my nitros, the N7 and uh, the black nitro sport. And then I brought my oxys, the, the two, three, and four. The two I redid the, uh, I actually put a new Neo on it that I got from, um, Mikado directly when I, uh, had an issue with the, the Neo that was in my 600 nitro back in the day. Right. So I finally paid to get another one from them. And, you know, so I got that in. And, you know, I was like, all right, let me just put pro on there. I'm not going to do rescue. I'm just going to put Pro and I'll just install it. So I got that built up and I flew it, the Oxy 2, on Sunday. And it still wobbles. It was wobbling before like crazy when I did fast forward flight, but it's a little bit less. It's not as bad. And at this point, I I, I think I could tune that out. Um, The old Neo definitely, it needed to come out of that case. That case was cracked in like four spots. Basically, every tab holding the top 
cover onto the knee onto the bottom cover and the neo in place the actual electronics was all all those tabs were broken so i'm sure the neo was shifting around in there causing uh weird vibration and you know shakes yeah now do you think that's from the blades or you think that's uh from like i know you still have the plastic blades on there right or no yeah yeah so i had the plastic blades and I think it could be part of the blades, but I actually think it's more of the tuning because, you know, the Oxy 2 is like a 210, right? Like, so it's like a, you know, 200 size heli. And the problem is, is there's, you know, Mikado, the V bars, the Neos don't have a 200 size like model. So, you know, I'm setting up as a 450, which has a larger disc, larger everything. So, um, so the gains are probably way too high for for something this small so i'm okay. gonna try just turning down the head gain and see what happens if i get get rid of that fast wobble when i do forward flight um but other than that like you know if i'm just kind of 3ding it and smacking it around it it's solid it, yeah. it stays in place it, you know so it's, it's fine so uh you know i wanted to get it ready for neff because that's the only heli i'm going to bring to neff okay um oxy three you know <laughs> everyone's heard what happened last year or two years ago i guess uh so i i can't fly the oxy three in it especially now that i made a success it is way too twitchy and fast and all over the place you're banned uh, i'm banned <laughs> you're banned you know i wish i wish we could just go up to the organizer and be like can you give the heli guys just like 15 minutes like in the beginning of the day and like towards the end of the day Yeah, right. <laughs> where we just have the, the full flight line just yeah, for 15 I'll, minutes, you know, I'll bring my 700 then my 690. I'll bring my Oxy four. That'd be great. And that, yeah, that'd, that'd be crazy. Is that tired of me to think? I remember mm-hmm. Dave flying that bird of prey around and he was like, I thought he was scraping the ceilings with it, but he was well, way he up get, there. Didn't he get stuck in the net? <laughs> He got stuck in the net with something else. Was it that? With something. I don't remember what it was. But it, was it was one of those yeah. <laughs> plays. Um, so, yeah. So, Oxy 2 is good. I flew the 3 and the 4, and those are just solid helis. I'm, um, you know, they're great. I don't even, like, the Oxy 4 needs a little tuning, but I don't care. It flies so good, even untuned. Uh, let's see. So, the Black Nitro flew about four flights on that, four tanks worth. And that's solid. Felt good. You know, started tuning the motor a little, and it's it's producing good power. I mean, I am getting this weird slapping noise um, from the belt, from the tail belt. And if any of our listeners know what it is with the black nitros, I don't know if it's something specific with the black nitro, uh, but I'm getting like this little slap noise, you know, when I spool up, and and sometimes during the flight, the belt is super tight. My tensioner is like sticking out of the side frame. That's how tight it is. And it's still making like a slapping noise. So, yeah, if anyone has any ideas, let me know. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I ended up, you know, it's like, okay, so now it's time to fly the N7. You know, and I, I fill it up. I take off. I I do about half the tank. And, you know, uh, Devin, I wanted Devin to try out the, the N7 with switch blades on it. Because for me, when I put the switch blades going from the cyclones, the cyclic rate, increase i would say by like 20 20 30 percent like it flipped over so much faster so much more response so you know he never flew switch blades on the n7 before so you know he wanted to try so i called him up you know i landed he took uh he took the heli up and did like you know a couple minutes flying it getting used to it and everything was fine until he goes up to do an auto 
So he does these big inverted autos. It goes up like, I don't know, 300 feet, 400 feet. And then like, you know, flips the heli over, comes down, uh, inverted, you know, and, and then kind of pops it up and over. And as soon as he like went from, you know, positive to negative, collective to pop the heli up, you know, I hear like a grinding noise. And I'm like, okay, whatever. He's not under power. So it's just boop. He flips it and then lands it. And come find out that the front transmission gears, uh, the bevel gears, or umbrella gears, or whatever people call it, uh, stripped out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, yeah. did he flip the belt over? Is that what he did? I wasn't sure what you <laughs> Flipped the wow. belt over? <laughs> yeah, because that's what he did to mine. Oh, when, oh yeah, when yeah. He flew yeah. my 690. Oh, the belt no, over. <laughs> it's conf- you're confusing me because there's no belts on the Citizen <laughs> 7. So I'm like, flip the belt over. No, so yeah, I don't know. It's just stripped out, and I don't know if wow, it's because man. of the cold. Or, you know, just wearing down. But, like, I mean, I lost, like, pretty much all the teeth and a big chunk of the that crown gear is gone. So, you know, it really stripped out hard. I don't, I don't know why, but whatever. It's like a $10 part. So I got that already on order. And it was actually, a, it was actually <laughs> because the helicopter landed safely and there's, you know, no, no, no damage, no foul, no worries, right? It was like... Oh, good. I get to put it in order for Synergy because I've been wanting to order um, the little CNC nitro tuning knobs that uh, Matt has. And it's like 4 or $5 each. And I didn't want to put it in order just for that, you know. So I was like, oh, I need to order parts anyway. So it was a perfect opportunity to, to order me. Uh, I think I ordered three sets of those. Three sets of red and three sets of, um, well, three red and three blue so that I could put on the high and the mid needle. Uh, on the engine so okay. so that's pretty cool you know yeah dude, uh, i think he should be working for some r&d for helicopter companies man who Devin? yeah yeah because he seems to be able to uh put him through its paces yeah 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 i guess right. so well he's able to i'm sure i probably would have broken it if i kept on flying but he's able to land a heli safe after that <laughs> yeah which so, is good because yeah. then you can yeah, expect that's what, what you happened. need Right, yeah. instead of like, oh, something failed, and now I have to worry about crash damage and the failure damage, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, let's see what else I got in the mail today. I got my AMA CD certificate. So it's All official. Right. I got my AMA, new AMA card with the contest director on it and a little certificate. I didn't even know I was going to get a certificate. I thought it was just your membership card had the you know, contest director on it, and that was it. But no, it got this nice certificate, so that's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. I this early this week, I got my BK design order, or I guess SAB USA order in. Okay. And I spent a couple hundred dollars. I don't know. It's a lot of money. I spent like maybe like three or something like that. I don't know the total. I don't want to think about the totals. It was it was up there. Damn. So I bought pretty much. Every single bearing for the Black Nitro, um, not Black Nitro, Black Thunder um, 700. So all the bearings, main block, everything, like all the bearings, transmission bearings, head bearings, tail bearings, everything. Every bearing that I saw in the in the manual, I just ordered. So I ordered all original bearings. I didn't go Boca or RC screws or any aftermarket bearings. I just I figured let me let me do this. You know, I haven't done. I've gone over like 150 flights on this heli and never change the bearing so it's due for a good like bearing change all oem and 
you know, I got a couple upgrades with it too. So I'm going to go with the new Black Thunder T line uh, battery system. So the sliding battery tray now. Okay. And I, I got I got a couple landing skids that are the, the white and the yellow ones because I, I wanted to use the white on the, the Black Thunder and then the yellow ones on the Black Nitro Sport since it already has yellow. So, so yeah, I got that in. Dude, you uh, won't realize how bad or how just how different new bearings are until you actually put those in yeah and fly with it you'll be like yeah. wow yeah my main thing is the dampeners on that heli because that head wobbles a lot and there's a lot of play in the head and yeah. you know I, I could probably shim it up but i was just figuring you know 150 flights what's a 10 dollar 20 dollar set of dampeners right and i and also purchase like all the dampeners so i want to try the the these are the hardest ones so i heard that those might be too stiff but i'll give it a try and if not, then I'll, I'll bring them down to the C dampeners, and um, which are like the medium hard, I guess, whatever. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else did I get? I got a new soldering iron. Really? Uh, yeah. I went and joined the the yellow and blue Haku FX888D. All right. So, yeah. I think eBay one day, I forgot what day it was, but they had some like 20% off for anything you buy on eBay. So I was like. All right, screw it. So I pulled the trigger on this. So I got it for like seventy bucks. Oh, that's a great deal. Amazing deal, right? It was like seventy five, maybe I think. And it was free shipping because it was. I found it for ninety five, and they took you know twenty percent off. There's no point in buying any other soldering iron than than one like that. Or I really recommend that one because I've yeah. done ten gauge and I've done uh-huh. like twenty four gauge with that thing. Like I've done everything in between. You got to get that. Uh, oh heck. I think it's a TS-100 or the TS-1000 iron. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, the small one, yeah. yeah. That, that's definitely the, the awesome digital field. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Field repairs and stuff. I like this unit because the base unit, it has its own, you know, it's it's got its own little base unit that's weighted down and, you know, I've... Mm-hmm. I've has I've, a digital readout and everything, right? Right, and it's got pretty long cord to it. Along with the iron cord is pretty long. I've done work on the Jeep, you know, had the base unit like sitting on the bench and done some soldering under the hood of the Jeep, you know, doing relays and stuff like that. Nice. And, uh, it's, yeah, I love it, man. Nice. And, That's awesome. And so far, the tip has been holding up really well. You know, the, the whole being able to clean it right there it works great. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love that thing, man. I can't recommend it enough. And I think nice. I paid like, it's, it regularly, it's like $99. It's like, why yeah. buy, why waste your money on a $20 one, you know? Yeah, you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna be able to do ten gauge with it for sure, and I've done ten gauge to ten gauge, you know, like intertwine mm-hmm. them together, wrap the little you know gauge copper around it, and I'm able to solder with that. Just crank it up to like nice. eight fifty. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the secret. Eight fifty. Wow. Yeah, and then you know when you're doing like circuit board work, like six hundred is okay. You know, six fifty, you can get away with doing like the lighter stuff. Mm-hmm. It works great, man. Awesome. Yeah, cool, that's kind of that's kind of the. The, one of the main reasons is that I want to, I, I need to like you know solder these uh, small little SMD LEDs and resistors for to make night plates, okay. and I want to make a set of night plates for the oxy. But you know my old soldering iron, it sucks. The tip was like half broken off, and it's like one of those cheap knockoffs. I can't even find like the correct size tips for them. Yeah. So. So, so that's kind of like whatever it is, what it is. And then I bought like some crazy heavy duty craftsman one, you know, the one with that, the, the bent wire. It's like a gun. <laughs> yeah. The, the one's like, and like your lights dim in the house because it draws so many amps, you know, and watts. Um, 
that one, you know, which is good for the ten gauge stuff. It'll a torch. I've I've actually torched XT sixty yeah. connectors because it got so hot. Like it melted the actual plastic clip as it heated up the uh the you know the copper connector inside. So, yeah. but um, you know, and but that's not good for a surface mounted LEDs. That's not gonna work. <laughs> no. So so I needed something a little bit more precise where I could control the temperature very well and and um so. You know, I know, I know you've been using this one, and Anthony uses it, and everyone who has this one swears by it. So, yeah, why not? Uh, let's see. I ordered. I got a bunch of mini V bars in, so that's gonna be going in some planks. I'm gonna get some planes. So that's gonna be the. I'm basically bringing my V control for Neff. So I'm gonna nice. put. I'm gonna put one in the um, the FT Sparrow, right? Sparrow, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to put one in the Simple Cub. If I could get that built quick enough, I'm going to do that. And I also, you know, I have three. So I'm also going to bring one just so that if I buy a plane at Neff, I could put it in there and set it up and fly. So I'll have, I'll, you know, have it ready. If not, I'll just do the Sparrow and then maybe buy a plane there, you know, and, and do that. So we'll see. Cool. Uh, one more thing. I know it's a lot, huh? Uh, so... Yeah, my, my company was giving away or throwing away this computer. And it was our VR computer that we used to use for Oculus Rift. So it's pretty much like a gaming machine, an i7, you know, I don't know what specs, but it's it's much better than my, you know, 10-year-old Lenovo laptop, my little T51 laptop. So I finally got Steam loaded on there and Windows and all that fun stuff and the graphic card drivers. And I s- tried AccuRC on there. And for some reason, I can't get the video card to or my TV to see the 4K resolution, but it does 1080p fine. Nice. So w- what I figured out was I could run 1080p at like the full resolution, like the full detail as possible and doesn't skip a beat. So it's perfect. Like, and I'm I'm playing this on my 70 inch TV in my family room. So, you know, you can imagine like I'm basically two feet from the TV, standing there, um, simming on a TV that's you know 70 inches. So it's kind of pretty immersive. Jeez. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. And uh, yeah, Kevin, you gotta check it out when you come over um, next. You gotta definitely check it out. It's pretty cool. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I've been simming pretty much every other night for at least half hour, if not more. And I feel like it's paying off because when I go to the field, I just, I don't know. Dude, you're I, light years ahead of me. You're like I'm, just killing it, man. Doing some yeah, good stuff, dude. I'm getting used to doing like that half puro and it goes into like an inverted tail slide. And then you pop it back up and you do another kind of, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like a pure, but it's also a stall turn because I'm only flipping the tail when it's knife edge and stuff. So, but it's it's cool. Like it add because I've been simming enough to not worry about orientation as much. I noticed that like I don't know. I'm just it feels a little. I'm more comfortable. I guess that's what it is. I'm just getting more comfortable, even more so now. And it's like everything I do on the oxys, I just I do it oxys all the way up to my 700s nitros. And it's it feels good. It, it feels a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and I get to, I'm doing things a little bit lower, you know, as far as yeah. like the pure yep. flips and stuff. So yeah, me too. Yeah, man. So it's good stuff. Okay, Whew. Chris, what's up? What you been up to? Yeah, for the, for the past week or the 
past a lot of months. I heard you on a podcast or two. Mm-hmm. I've been on. A, I've been on a few. <clears throat> I haven't been hiding. I've, I've been busy this winter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I miss. I miss you guys in the in the free fall listeners, but I don't feel disconnected from you guys. I think we've had our ongoing group texts through iMessage for what two years now. Yeah. yeah. So at least yep. we know what's going on in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's been, man, it's been a busy few months. Uh, jump back a few months. Uh, as you guys know, I joined Team Synergy. For all the hundreds of helicopters I've built, flown, tested, reviewed, there's just something about the E5 that finally won me over. My dad's had his. This is the third season. I think my dad's had his. Mm-hmm. And just I just kept through all my builds and reviews. I, I would always you know play with his, and just something about that machine spoke to me. So I finally picked one up last year, flew it for the entire season, and then uh, then the 516 came out. I started flying that, and you know Matt and I kind of got in contact with each other, and he asked me to be on a team. I said. Yeah, I think it's finally time to settle down and, and pick one airframe that I really, really enjoy and trust. So mm-hmm. I joined Team Synergy, and nice. I got a chance to go to OHB this year. Steve, I got to hang out with you a little while. Yeah. Um, got to do a noontime demo with Matt and Piero Pete, which was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Piero Pete. And uh, since yeah. then, I didn't want to bring my Synergy 516 on OHB just because I was there for one day. So I actually uh, borrowed Chris Nuts. Ended up buying it at the end of the day, <clears throat> and uh, by the time I got home, it, it was already here. I unpacked it, and I said, why, why the hell am I going to have two twin machines? I've done that before in the past. One of them always sits on the wall. I end up not flying it. So I reached out to some of my team members and said, hey, anybody want to trade <clears throat> you know, a 516 for a E5? Because I had planned on doing some type of new build. Because mm-hmm. since last year with the E5, I was loving it. I go, I'm going to try this stretch. So my E5 went to a 626 stretch, and I really enjoyed how that flew on 6S. And some of the team members had had an E5 super stretch on 6S. So one of my team members traded me straight up airframe and blades for airframe and blades. So I got an e, E5 super stretch, and it had a 516s. I'm sorry, it had 716 mains and 116 tails. Wow. And then I ended, up, I ended up kind of mirroring his build, and I went with a Scorpion... 890 kV motor, same identical electronics as my my E5 was. So MKS servos, um, Castle 120HV speed control, and the Scorpion motor being 890 kV, I'm running on 6S, all up weight with a 5,000 milliamp pack, 8.4 pounds. Wow. The thing, the thing wow. flies like a feather. Like if if anything's going to you know, match my flying style, it's that machine. Because I can, I can bump it up to... 1800 rpm in bank three and smack it around but most of the time i'm just cruising around at 1400 to 1600 rpm bank one and two and it just full full 3d even even at bank one full 3d capabilities peril flips you know so tiktok tiktoks are a little bit slower but sure sure so my question with that is um with, with a helicopter that like i'm interested in, in actually building one of those uh, and you know seeing your videos and and you rave about it it really makes me want to like you know get one so my real question is regardless of the speed, right 14 16 18 you know when you're like when you do a move right it's so light and i'm sure you get so much hang time do you actually have to force it down uh yeah, yes and no i mean my pyro flips are still ugly as hell so I lose altitude of those, but for the most part, it just it's point and go. I I, I definitely feel an auto. So like I don't have to slam negative like I used to for all my autos. Sure. I just put yeah, I just yeah. put I just put it at mid stick, 
yeah. and let it just come down. And if it starts to like, if I hear the head speed slow down a little bit more, I give it a little bit negative. Mm-hmm. And then still coming down at mid stick at zero pitch, by the time I get to the bottom, I can still do a 180 and flare it <laughs> and set it nice. down perfect. Wow. That's got to be your auto machine right there. Steve. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the second flight on it, I was out there starting to do like rolling autos with it. I mean, I mean I'm, still, I'm still 200 feet up, but I'm getting wow. used to it. Yeah, no, I mean, think about, you know, an eight, what'd you say, eight and a half pounds? Yeah, 8.4 pounds. So, yeah, 8.4 pounds running, like, let's let's just say, because I, I fly for Switch, so it's like running a Switch um, 713s. Damn. With, you know, like, they, which are the old edge blades, right? So they're they're super, they're, they're heavy, so they have so much inertia, <laughs> you know, when you auto. Like, oh, my God, that's, I, I don't know, I, I got to do it, man. I, and I think full, it, it sounds um, – full, I just posted a video I think a week or two ago on my YouTube video mm-hmm. or my YouTube channel. At 1,400, it sounds amazing because you can just hear the blades like farting and talking. And mm-hmm. I, uh, a lot of people think, oh, man, that, that's, a, that's a battery pack killer. I'll tell you what. The electronics, do don't, they don't care. I come down after a four- to five-minute flight, <clears throat> a basic 3D at 1,400 to 1,600 RPM, motor lukewarm. ESC lukewarm. The battery, I come down at 8.5, yep, or not 8.5, what is it? 3.85 volts per mm-hmm. cell. From what I can see, I'm not killing packs. I think I think it's it's actually healthier with my flying style than if I go up there with my 516 and just beat the snot out of it for three minutes. Yeah, yeah. So there's mm-hmm. no way that your your voltage and your amperage and your time is gonna kill like if you're getting in like a, a considerable amount of time and your voltages, you know, you're not dropping them down and you come back down and your amperages are not crazy. You're not drawing a lot of amps. There's no way you're going to kill anything. I don't know. Maybe somebody can explain to me that, that I'm wrong, but I've heard that same comment about me. Like when I do the 800 head speed and, and the 1400 and the, I, I think 1900 is my highest on the logo that I always hear how I'm going to kill the motor running at, at eight, 800 head speed. And when I come down, I'm, I got like 89 amps, you know, it's like, I'm not drawing a lot of amps and my times are like six to eight minute flights, you know, going back and forth between, you know, different banks. So I don't know, dude, I, I'd love to hear somebody tell me uh, that, that I'm, that I'm crazy or that I'm wrong. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a column thing and the C rating <laughs> on it. I don't know. I, I think what it is is it's the um, it's the timing on the motor because you're you're running the motor at such a low um, okay. throttle okay. position, you know, with the gearing that that becomes a problem. But but Chris's is not because he he you have a gear properly for that KV right and uh, the the voltage. So yeah, it, it's got a lower pinion. I, I think where people think of six S and you know six hundred machines, yeah, I think they're thinking back to you know people being heavy. Heavy collective junkies, and it, it, my I'm not even close to my uh, <clears throat> threshold for my overhead. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if I was ignoring a castle overhead, if I bumped it up to 1,900, 2,000, I ignored all the all the settings and, and theory behind it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could probably kill a 6S pack, but I don't think I'm putting half that equipment through any anything. Yeah, because that's that you have a gear right, you know? If you have a gear right, I don't think it's going to matter. Like, yeah, with the 570 um, being on 6S, that, it's a heavy machine for for the blade and, and the motor size and the KV, you know? And that's yeah. why I feel like that's why you kill packs on, like, a 600 size heli. Well, and that's when I've heard the alarm is when I've flown the 570 with the 6S and, and it's mm-hmm. been a shit battery that I bought used. 
Yeah, that's when I hear the the Mike Tyson's punch out. Dun, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Warning voltage. Yeah, it yeah. just comes down to down to doing the math and gearing. I remember when I had the yeah. Dablin Five Hundred Sport, the second one, the USA one, uh-huh. leading up leading up to my heli jam two years ago. I wanted to put a you know from Anthony, I got the eleven kV, the forty twenty five that's made for the five seventy. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's make this thing a hot rod, and. I could not get the gearing right to where the every time I would land the castle was beeping and over amping, so I put the normal thirteen fifty or whatever the normal motor is in there. Mm-hmm. And I went through three pinions to find what made the ESC and motor happy. Because all the pinions I had, the ESC came down hot, it was beeping, the motor, I could barely touch the motor. Yeah. And with like all my synergies, it's just if you do the right gearing, the right pinion, the right setup, yeah. I've never had any of my even even the five sixteen. That's that's my go to. That's like my new oxy. Like this mm-hmm. weekend I took that out there and I just beat the snot out of it. It was twenty eight degrees out. I flew from my four minute timer, bank three, just balls to the walls, and it came down and everything was lukewarm. Nice. So you just gotta do your homework. But yeah, I'm the the E five SS, it's it's you guys are gonna have to fly it. That's that's not I need going to anywhere. fly it. I need that's, to fly that, it. That's right? a keep that's a keeper. Yeah. So I'll definitely have that this year. <laughs> See, and that was something when I first was starting out and getting into it, I, and I'd hear like the RCHN guys talk about all these different things, about pinions and all these ratios and stuff like that. It's it's nothing you have to worry about until you're ready to to try different things like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm to the point now, now that I'm seeing the difference between the two oxys, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not getting the response I, I need on, on the one model, and I need to check out what pinion I'm running on different things. But you can still learn to fly on on something you know right out of box and you know something set up yep, you don't, where yep. you don't have to worry about that until you until you need to. Yeah, and exactly. I like, I, like, I like using Castle. Castle's my tool for finding stuff out because back when I did all the, the goblins, it had you know your set pinion for this head speed. Everything was in a manual, so you, yeah. you pretty much use a stock pinion and you right. bought the ESC motor combo to what SAB recommended. Um, so okay. with with the synergies and helicopters where I didn't really have a manual where it specified it, I just use a stock pinion that comes with it. And before I start playing around, because I always get the electronics first, so I start playing around in the ESC. So I, I get the ESC set up and updated before I even you know order a lot of the other electronics for the model. So I'll uh. start playing around with, okay, if I'm going to use this motor choice with this pinion, what are my target head speeds? What is everybody else running in this target head speed range? So mm-hmm. I... I kind of I actually use a castle to help me to decide what pinion and motor is going to be best for for me. Oh, I see. Okay, nice. cool. So yes, yeah, so I've been having a blast with that. I uh, I just picked up. I wanted something to. I wanted to have a variety this this season again. So I uh, to join the hangar with my uh, twisted hobbies velocity. I'm going into season three with that, which is amazing. Close nice. to 200 flights on it. I. Uh, I'm always browsing Motion RC. I'm amazed at what you can get in the plug and play models for under 200 bucks. So I just picked up, uh, it's 1120 millimeter uh, 3D foamy. It's called the Tech One Revolution. Um, 3S setup. It uses a 2250. It's got a, I think, a 1000 kV motor, uh, four channel, one servo per aileron. Um, so you got rudder, elevator, your speed control. So ready to go. $159 shipped to my door. I get Damn. this thing out of the box. It's, it's, this is where we get all the jets from, too. The Motion RC is big on our jets, and I've had, yeah, yeah. what, three of those jets. Kevin, you've got my old one. Yep. So their track their track record for what they sell in their customer service is bar none. So 159 bucks to my door. I get it about two weeks ago. I pull the thing out of the box. I'm literally flying it like half hour later. <laughs> nice. You, uh, just <laughs> like the jets, the wings have a carbon spar. 
Uh, you fish your aileron leaves up, up to where the receiver is going to go. Each wing is held on by one screw. The landing mm-hmm. gear pop in one screw. You do have to use a little bit of glue for that, the, the horizontal stabilizer. Uh, you use a little foam tack to glue that in. And then the hinges for the rudder, also foam tack on that. So I didn't really fly it that day. Um, I waited until the next day to fly it. But uh, threw a threw a V-Bar basic in there, did a quick little setup, and uh, mm-hmm. put five flights on it. It's it's no velocity. The velocity is definitely my Smack 3D foaming. I think this this is more of like a pattern acrobatic 3D foamy. Um but again, I can't. The, the the day I did fly into the video was kind of windy, so I really didn't give it a fair fair trial yet. But I think it's gonna be fun to just something next to my my velocity to bring to you know fun flies and stuff. So that that's been a blast. Um, building like crazy for a cold slow winter. I've been nonstop with friend and customer builds. I uh, oh my god, I I rebuilt my buddy's. Blade 360, I went from a trio down to a two-blade, got that set up for mm-hmm. him, flew that last weekend. Um, I rebuilt his Oxy-3 for him. My buddy George, who I built the Fireball in uh, 424, he just dropped off uh, Oxy-4 last weekend, built that in eight hours. Nice. Made that, flew that three times on Sunday. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, my other buddy I met in Syracuse, off RC Heli Hangout, um, I helped him get his Synergy 516 going. He came up two weeks ago, we flew that, so... For being in the off-season, I've been nonstop with builds, which is great because they're not mine. So I get to have the fun of building, flying, and giving them back, and it doesn't cost me a dime. Sweet, yeah, man. Nice. And then the biggest thing that, that was kind of the uh, – I was waiting. I was waiting and I was waiting. I could finally release it is I stuffed my Synergy E5 into a scale MD500 fuselage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. And – uh it was some work. It brought me back to my scale years. So I get it. And it, now it's, as you guys know, all the row band fuselages that we've talked about in the past, they're based around the original T-Rex, you know, 450 up to 700 size machine. So I had mm-hmm. my doubts that it was going to work. I, uh, it's a 600 size fuselage. So I was hoping I could shove my E5 stretch in there, which was 626. No, nope, Matt builds this stuff big. So that was not a true 600. When I, uh, when I first laid the, the naked, E5SS or E5S next to it, it was about mm-hmm. six inches longer than a fuselage. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> there's failure number one. So my parents were coming over that night to hang out and have some dinner. So I'm like, Dad, can you bring your E5 over? I just got to check something. You know, 15 minutes later, I bring his E5 up and it's nothing but an airframe and a boom and a head. I had ripped off the canopy, the landing gear, the tail case, um, set that next to the fuselage. And now we're talking. Now we're actually a little bit shorter than a 600 size fuselage. So I got over the first hurdle. Uh, second, and we'll talk more in the scale process. So it was a lot of hurdles. We'll talk about it in the main topic, but it works. It flies amazing. It's awesome to be flying scale again. Um, and it looks, it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. There's a couple build videos and flight videos out there of that. And then uh, lastly, Motion RC. They are now the U.S. distributor for Roband uh, helicopter fuselages and kits. So I've nice. actually been wor- working behind the scenes with them for the last six months, um, helping them bring their new scale line out to the market. So I've been busy, and uh, I think it's going to be a make scale great again here. Nice, dude. Awesome. Yeah, I just actually ordered from them uh, for some parts for an SBOC I got, and uh, got them in a timely manner, and I'm already f- ready to fly that thing, man. I already fixed it. Nice. 
Yeah, their turnaround is two two to three days from hitting click and order. Yeah. Mm, that's awesome. Let's go into our main topic here. Okay, so first of all, uh, why an MD500? Why'd you pick that as a scale? Bill, your, your return to scale, I should say. The, the flying A is what most people refer to it on the, the forums. <laughs> um, and now that's all I see when I look at it. Um, <laughs> MD500, I've built seven of them before, ranging in size from 250, 450, 500, and now 600. Um, mm-hmm. Why I went that route is, one, it's very easily moddable. I knew if I went with an Airwolf or an Augusta, if that mm-hmm. E5 was too short or too long, I was screwed yeah. because that, that fuselage is solid all the way built. The Airwolf, the Augusta's, the 109, that's yeah. solid fuselage all the way back to the vertical, vertical fin. So right. mm-hmm. what's nice about the MD500 is a vertical fin and horizontal stabilizer, it bolts to the tailcase of whatever model's in there. Yep. So I, I knew going into it, if I could get this to fit, if the model's either A, too long or too short, I could trim off the fiberglass of the fuselage. Yep, so that's why right. I went with the MD500. It's the most versatile kit out there to first build because I've seen people put, um, you know, T-Rexes in there, T-Rex clones. I've seen people put Blade 450s in there. I mean, if you have a helicopter that's in the ballpark, whatever size that fuselage is in the MD500, mm-hmm. with a little modification, you can get it to work. Um, you want to jump into what I had to do to get the my beautiful E5 in there? And it's the Magnum PI helicopter. Yes. Yeah. Yep. TC. Nice. Yeah. So, what did you have to do? Like, how how much of a how much modding did you have to do? So, what, what, so how do you even approach that? What was your first steps? Kind of, you know, describe like the whole process. First process was ordering it and getting really excited to say I'm going to do scale mm-hmm. again. I uh, I didn't leave scale for any bad reasons. The time when I flew first Hero Nine, I was a factory pilot for them for close to three or four seasons and the only reason i had to leave rc aerodyne with an open door policy was Haley was born so our first child came i had a commuter car and a car seat so right there i lost i lost you know space in a, in a truck yeah. or an suv for for because i my last scales i had before i left they were 800 size super scales mm-hmm. yeah so i left on good terms but i missed it you know Every year at the Fun Fly, i have a lot of people that come i only see once a year and they're constantly saying i can't believe you got out of scale do you miss it? Do you miss it? Yes. Yes, I missed it. So first step was order the kit and pray that the E5 is going to fit in it because that's the only caveat there is I fly for Synergy now. So if I'm going to do right. scale, I hope right. to hell I can shove a Synergy in it. So kit comes. Again, it's the same night my parents are over, so I made sure my dad was bringing his E5. You know, I get the thing out of the box. I set my dad's E5 next to it. I go, oh, it's game time. I know, I now know it's going to fit size-wise with a little bit of modification. Nice. So my parents are upstairs playing with the kids, you know, wife's yelling, why aren't you up here? I'm like, I'll be up in a few minutes. <laughs> so first thing I do, I go to slide my dad's E5 in. I get the thing literally in about six inches and bam, my first roadblock. I'm like, what am I hitting? For those of you guys who don't know, on a Synergy, could be with the other models, but with a Synergy E5, especially the elevator servo, it's mm-hmm. not inside the frame. Yeah. The, the horn and part of the servo is inside the frame, but the entire, about three quarters of the body of that servo, it sticks out the rear right or left side, depending on which side you mount the servo. So as soon as I tried to slide the E5 down into the fuselage, I was hitting the wooden bulkhead in the top of the, the fuselage. 
So I'm like, okay, well, what do I do here? And I'm looking at him, looking at him, I go, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this without cutting a slot in his fuselage. I'm going to have my E5 in a fuselage, but I'm going to see a servo sticking out the side of this beautiful fuselage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. That's no good. So <laughs> I'm like, how much can I get done while my parents are here before the kids go to bed? So I told my parents, I'll be up in 10 minutes. I'll be up in 10 minutes. So I go out to the garage. And I immediately start taking my Dremel and Dremeling all that wood former away down to where I could just start to see the like the white fiberglass body. So before they actually left, I was able to get the synergy slid all the way back. I was still hitting out the fuselage, but I knew, okay, the wood's out of the way. That's step one. Step two is I'm still just hitting the sides of fuselage with the, the body of the servo. So I'm like, well, I've done enough work. I go out, you know, and do family time. They leave. Boom, back downstairs that night. So I'm like, how can I make this work? How can I do this to where it's going to look good, fly safe? And I'm looking the model over. I go, the only thing I'm really hitting here is the elevator servo. So I got some shims, and I realized that if I shim the servo into, I just had to, I had to take the neo and move it over like a quarter inch off center, just mm-hmm. a little bit. So I undo the servo and just push it in, let it lay lay inside the airframe, and then bam, thing slides right in the fuselage. I'm like, oh. I'm golden. Nice. So, so I ended up uh, putting four shims under each servo screw, shimmed the servo in. So boom, now my servo's rock solid, but crap, my geometry was off by like, you know, good 30 degrees. Cause now the ball on the servo horn is on the outside and right. I'm, just at a, I'm just at an angle. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, wait, I have a lot of room between the servo body and the horn. So I flipped the ball 180 degrees. So now I've got the servo ball on the back of the horn geometry is dead nuts so step nice. two is good it's in a fuselage now that you, you've got your scale model in the fuselage you've got to work on your height is a tail boom straight is a head straight is it tilted mm-hmm. um what's cool about the roban kits is they give you their wooden blocks or in my case they give you plastic riser blocks and if i stack two of the plastic riser blocks on the back one in the front this thing was square in the center of the fuselage, the boom was perfect. I was like, yes, we're golden. Um, in the back deck of the um, fuselage, it was blind, blind nuts, like 1040 blind nuts or whatever. So I had to get – I didn't want to do too much modification inside the fuselage. I want to use those existing holes for the blind nuts. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I marked on the E5 where those standoffs need to be. So I actually took out the, the rear – battery tray because i'm flying at success so i took out the rear carbon tray redrilled hole and just took my rear landing gear mount the aluminum standoff brought that forward about an inch or wherever it needed to line up uh-huh. remounted it that lined up okay so we're good there now the front ones i just drilled holes and i used uh like long like 20 millimeter you know by two screws and I couldn't get to the nuts because how the wood framing is in the fuselage. So I just took my canopy reamer, did two like small quarter inch holes in the bottom of the fuselage so I can get my driver up there to tighten mm-hmm. the nuts. Yep. So now I have my E5 in there. It's solid. It can't move anywhere. So now I have a airframe bolted in this baby. It's not going anywhere. So go to the back of the fuselage, see where my tail case needs to be. I ended up cutting about an inch and a half of fuselage off of my Dremel, made it look nice, Real ran my black marker around it, tailcase fit, we're golden there. Last step is tail push rod. Back mm-hmm. in my my Chaos and RC Aerodyne days, I used to use a Sullivan 
rigid um, push rod kit, and I used to make my own push rods, and I would just like electrical tape them to the boom. Oh, that okay. worked. That worked, but you lost a lot of tail authority because it's not a rigid system. Sure, sure, yeah. What I like about the synergies, it's just a solid carbon fiber push rod. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, what's the simple case here? So I took this A5 back out, slid it back in, and saw where the push rod was hitting the fiberglass of the fuselage. I simply took my Dremel, Dremel a little oval, so it had a spot to push out through the fuselage. And I took the push rod tail guide that normally mounts in the center, slid it up about six inches off the E5 so it could still be in a fuselage, not hit the fuselage boom, but still give me some rigidity for the tail control rod. Mm-hmm. And uh, slid it back through, rebolted everything back up, put the tail case back on, glued the landing struts in there, waited till the next day, and got a maiden about 9.30 the next morning. Things shaking like crazy because now I just added a couple more pounds to a perfectly flying helicopter. Right. So I, uh, I went through, sized my, sized my links, checked all my settings, you know, turned down some of the gains, and uh, the thing's flying amazing. So for, in my case, for, for, for the headache I had to endure, I think it was just really two nights of just kind of troubleshooting, taking my time um, to get the model to fit. So th- that's a fun part about scale. You know, we've all built helicopter kits where you take it out of the box, like the Oxy-4, you take it out, you throw it together, you go fly it. Mm-hmm. Um, scale, I, I I compare scale helicopters to like balsa building. You've got you've to think up some of your own steps, some tricks, some hints, um, but, yeah. but it's fun. I, and especially with Motion RC carrying these that's so cheap, I think that one was, uh, this is a 600 size fuselage. I believe that was $299 shipped to my door. And then the 500 size version of that is 149 shipped to your door. So it's nice. For under a couple hundred dollars, it's worth, if you got an old T Rex laying around um, or clone, it's definitely worth giving it a shot. You can't go wrong. Worst case, I I actually, you guys saw the pictures. I was hoping to, you know, shove my 516 in one. So I picked up a 500 size MD500 last weekend and, uh, you know, on the bench, having the 516 next to it, I'm like, this could work. I spent all this time ripping a tailcase and push rod and all this stuff off the 516. And once I tried to jam it in there, I realized it's a true, you know, 500 swinging 516 blades. So it, yeah. that was about five inches too long. So sold that fuselage to our buddy Charlie there, Crespo. Nice. And, uh, and realized yeah. if you're, if you're going to do a 500 MD 500 or Airwolf or whatever, you need a true old school, you know, 500, which swings, 425 so you definitely want to go you know t-rex 500 or clone for the small stuff but it's been cool i've got navigation lights sitting on my bench once i get some time here it's going to get full navigation lights and then nice. uh, I've been, i'm watching videos where people have the sound machines where you actually download the files for an md 500 so you can get like the turbine spool up yep oh yeah nice yeah so there's there's no there's no end to what you can do um mike That's welch cool. buddy mike welch i've been talking with him Mm-hmm. He's been building that Jayhawk, and he's yeah. been doing you know little little tricks here, and you know now he's doing scale details in the cockpit. I've seen people do like you know pilots with like little cigarette packs and fire extinguishers. So there's no end to how much scale you actually want to go with scale. That's awesome. Now I noticed that some of these helicopters, like the Black Hawk and the Cobra, they have the tail that's kind of like. It's not your regular. It's like a bent tail almost. It, it angles mm-hmm. up. Elevated tail, yeah. Yeah, yeah, raised tail. Now, mm-hmm. did they sell? I guess they sell some kind of way to mm-hmm. do that. Yep. In an RC version. 
Yeah, so back in the day, they used to have what's called a flex drive, which used like a it was almost like a piano wire that oh, okay. went between two sets of bevel gears. Since then, all the newer kits that Roban sells, you're either going to get like a torque tube tail boom um, extension with a gearbox, or it might be a belted extension. So you definitely want to do your research and find okay. out what model you're going to put into it. Because when Roban built the the stuff with the raised tail, they were basing it off the you know the T Rex stuff. So if you had a T Rex 600 like a chaos 600 um say it was a torque tube version it, it came with an extension so yeah you're you're taking whatever kit it actually needs and they have all the parts supplied in the kit to take yours and continue it up so if it's belted they give you the the angled you know 45 degree plastic piece with a longer piece of belt or with a longer boom and then they give you a longer belt to complete the the loop to, for the angled tail oh very cool I never got in, I never got into that stuff, the angled stuff. They do have the Magnum PI colored version too of the oh, MD five hundred. They'd have to. You never got into the the. the well, I think the angled stuff is more military. Yeah, definitely for the like. I think the Hueys like that. I know the Apaches like that. And the Cobra. One of my uh, one of my bucket list helis. I never got to do it before. It wasn't even. It was in talk of being designed, but it wasn't designed yet when I left RC Aerodyne. Is they uh they have one of the eight hundred size like the big you know the super scale ones where it's got all the mechanics built in. Mm-hmm. They have a uh, EC one thirty five Eurocopter which actually actually has a full like twelve bladed Fenstrom tail. Yes, yeah, that thing's cool. Amazing. Wow. So yeah, there's there's a I think it's gonna be a good year for scale. I uh, got a lot of great comments when I put when I was finally able to post my video once uh, Motion RC did to release. Had a mm-hmm. lot of people coming out and saying, it's, you know, great to see you doing scale again. I'm sure you missed it. So I got, got a lot of great comments, and it looks like a lot of people are starting to try scale. And, and it's fun, you know, if you have a machine you love, like my E5, I mean, other than doing some modifications to the fuselage to get it to fit, as far as your flying model, I literally lowered my rates by like 20% and up my expo. That's the only thing I had to change to get it to fly scale. Okay. It's, it, I mean, it's a 3D machine inside a fuselage. It's no different than without a body. It's just a little more. You want it oh, definitely a little more docile. Yeah. So did you um, did you do the? I guess uh, what is it? It's I don't know what they call it, but basically, like you stagger the the pitch so you have more positive than negative. No, not not on this. Just because the E5 was set up, it was flying perfect. I didn't want to mess mm-hmm. with it. So I'm not taking off until I'm probably. You know, four or five clicks above mid stick like normal. A little sure. bit more just because of the weight. But, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Back in the day, yes. How we used to do our, our normal, you know, zero to 100 linear curve where yeah. we have 13 negative, 13 positive. Mm-hmm. Um, scale guys do it a little bit different. I think it's just for taste, basically. But how my old scale setup when I used to fly like Spectrum and Futaba, because they're so heavy, they're going to come down regardless of wind. Yeah. So what we, uh, and I'm sure the guys still do it, but I don't anymore. But we used to do it actually be our the bottom stick would actually be negative five. You don't need much more than negative five to bring down a you know ten to twenty pound machine. So negative five at, at no stick at mid stick instead of being zero, we were actually at like positive five degrees of pitch. So at mid stick, mm-hmm. when you were holding your hands at zero, you're actually flying the helicopter at that point. Um, and as far as high stick, we really didn't go over you know nine ten degrees of pitch. And if you look at if you ever stood next to me when I used to fly my scale machines, I don't think I was ever more than a notch above center stick. And my fingers looked like they barely moved. Because you take a 10-pound-plus machine, 
and you just give it a little forward collective, it just starts moving. So you're, yeah, you're really yeah. not moving your sticks that much. Um, but yeah, I, I'm so used to the E5 how it flew. I didn't want to mess with any of that stuff. Everything was set up perfect. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that's just a preference thing. Just because yep. the guys are used to their, you know, their hands not moving much, so they might as well have them both at zero, you know, stick position on, on each. Right. I'm pretty right, sure right. I asked you that question when I set up my 450, and you were like, "Yeah, just fly it and see see what you think. You probably don't need much." And I don't think I I changed anything. I think it's just normal like 3D setup on it. Well, it's weird because we're used to setting them up, you know, zero pitch and center. That's how you set your blade track, and that's how you set your head up. So doing right. it outside of norm it kind of messes with your head a little yeah i don't see a reason for it. i mean if the old school scale guys do it they're going to stick with their ways but like i said if i've got to go a couple of clicks above mid stick to get the thing flying it's it's no different than you know if i was flying a you know heavy gas or something like that yeah oh, it's fun oh. so kevin why what dust off that box man i know you keep talking about it dust off the box You've got that scale. You've got that 500, man. It's time to put an order in. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I finally got the, the head for it, and I gotta, I've got been researching, like, what's a relatively good but cheaper motor. You know, I'm not going to be doing 3D, so I don't need something crazy. Uh, so I've been re- researching what kind of motor to put in there. And it's, you know, and, and servos, too, you know, just uh, that kind of thing. I don't like I'd probably go with a Hobbywing ESC. But, yeah, definitely, man. I mean, uh, an airwolf 500 scale for like 150 bucks dude how, how can you go wrong with that man that's yeah. that's gonna be crazy i would say like just go with anything you can get like if you get a t-rex 500 motor just put that in there you know or yeah a castle esc it doesn't matter what you put in there it's just you know because you're, you're gonna be docile with the flight that you're never gonna really need to like push any of the electronics you know to the degrees we push you know, a 3d machine so right yeah, so you're, yeah, yeah you're not taking yeah, yeah, you're not taxing any of that equipment. I yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of guys run the the line stuff. Like I know the bigger yeah. guys, they they run like the 750 and 800 MX mm-hmm. motors. Yep. yep. I flew I flew Phoenix Tech back in the day. That's what Cliff carried. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, look into the line stuff. See what see what guys are running for the lines. KST servos. You know they're they're a great cheaper servo. Just yeah. If, if it's going to be you know, a flight a couple times a month, why spend yeah. the money to have quality electronics if if the machine sits there most of the time? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Servos, servos are like the biggest one of the one of the you know obviously all all three components are one of, are the biggest things that I've been looking at. But servos definitely too. Like uh, I've been looking at where, where I can get something. I mean, I don't want to put like top of line BKs in there only because I'm not doing 3D. You know, I would just be tooling yeah, around with it. That's that's why I would just be just browsing like all the the used forums and just be like, all right, who has a used motor or, or just post in search yeah. of you know. Yeah, I've been I I was following one on Facebook. Um, just off the top of my head it was i think it was um a motor and it was uh i was just he kept lowering the price so i've been just checking that that kind of stuff out mm-hmm. look like no. the, like if you're gonna go mini servos um like the old line 525 yeah the stuff that came in a super combo. yeah yeah exactly yep yeah yeah there's always people upgrading their line servos into something newer so it's like those are perfect any of the line you know um, I guess those are what mini size, yeah. On the five hundred, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. That was everything. That was what I was every, everything. I think everything was mini back in the day. It was mini, mini cyclox and tail. I don't believe it had a full size on it. It was all mm-hmm. minis. Nice. Yeah, man, cool. get that thing going. Yeah, yeah so definitely. 
So what's what's your um? Are you are you just doing some work with Motion RC or are you you know what's what's your involvement with them again? Uh, I'm part of their their new heli team they're working on. Um, signed an NDA with them, man, probably seven eight months ago because I knew what was coming, mm-hmm. and then, uh, I've just been helping them on bringing. Okay, here's here's our first line of fuselages coming in. What do we need to order like for electronics? So I helped them get set up with you know MKS. And they've got castle speed controls. They got Scorpion motors. So I've just been in the background helping them out. What electronics should come with what? Helping them with okay. the pictures, videos, and yeah. So it's it's myself, a few other guys. I know Mike Welch is help helping out. So we're kind of mm-hmm. they they haven't really announced it, but we're just kind of behind the scenes heli team get, getting the the ball rolling. You'll see you'll see more from me in the future. That yeah, five hundred um, was my first feet in the water to see if. Uh, see if the project was going to work out and see if I was happy to be back to scale again. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. So I'd cool, say, uh, I'd say keep an eye out for motion RC, keep, uh, keep motionrc.com in your favorites and, uh, mm-hmm. might see some cool stuff coming down the road here in summer. Yeah, definitely. And those guys are awesome, man. They do some good stuff. They have some awesome stuff on their site. Yeah. I love the prices of the free wing stuff. The, the planes, mm-hmm. man. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, got- all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Flight Test has really been working with them on their hundred dollar EDFs. Oh, nice. they, yeah. They they just keep pushing it out. Alpha Enos, the guy who does the main, he's kind of the main marketing and designer over there with a the factory. He mm-hmm. uh, he was on it. Was it the RC After Hours I listened to last yep. week? And yep, yeah, right. they're killing. It. I mean, ninety nine dollars plug and play, throwing a battery, throwing a receiver, and you have a ready to fly, you know little edf jet and they've been killing it even with these little you know turn yank and bank toss them and land them on the belly planes the scale detail is amazing the colors they got the little rivets on it they got the you know the canopy that pops off for easy battery change mm-hmm. i mean i love my buddy's hsd super viper i fly but you know 1100 price tag for a foamy i'll stick with the you know 169 rebel you know the 99 ones even the Super Scorpion I sold you, Kevin, I think that thing was like two sixty nine plug and play. And I mean you get a lot for the price. Servos, yeah. retracts, flaps, scale details. Yeah. And they yeah. Fl- and they fly big too. They really do fly like a, a bigger jet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where is that where is that plane, Kevin? <laughs> I flew it the last time. I put the servo uh, in it for the flaps and I flew it. I got uh, bring it out to the field again. Yeah, I don't think I was there because I don't remember yeah. flying that one. Again, huh. cool. One one yeah. thing I taught myself, like Kevin shouldn't drink and go on Facebook. <laughs> I uh, I shouldn't get like really tired and go on Motion RC if I have any money in my PayPal account. Oh, yeah. I hear you. Oh boy, yeah, yep. guilty. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it took myself three nights of saying, "You don't need another plane. You don't need another plane." And then I'm looking at my PayPal balance, and like <laughs> I'm like 170 dollars in PayPal, 159 dollars shipped. I just turned my head and I pressed the phone. I'm like, oh, I hit buy now. Okay, cool. I did it. I'll tell you, dude, I, I took a quick peek at that while we were talking about it. That's a really cool looking plane, man. Yeah. It looks it's, like a lot of fun. And it, it flies nice. Like you said, a good bang for the buck. It's, it looks quite reasonably sized. The tail's huge on it. Yeah. We'll see the how it holds up. Like I crazy. Mean, it flies great. If the electronics end up being uh, subpar, I'll throw some better servos in there. Maybe throw some, you know, MKS. Some nice Metal Gear servos in there. I mean, they, yeah. they're the loud servos. They're like what you'd find like a park zone or a fly zone plane. I mean, they're loud. They're, they're plastic geared. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've 
I've got 159 into that machine. My twisted hobby is velocity. I've got 180 just in their electronics combo on a velocity. Metal gear servos, you know, 40 amp ESC. Right, so the right. plane itself is solid. Time will tell how the electronics hold up, but that's what's great. Everything has little wood blocks that are glued into the EPO foam. So if I don't like the servos or the motor, unscrew it, you know, throw in some different electronics. But the airframe's solid. It's, it's EPO. Um, it's rigid, but it's got the flex to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a nice airfoil to it. I mean, it's a, it's a good-looking plane. It's, it's almost like a longer it, – it's almost like if an extra 300 or Edge 540 – were to become like an FIA or F3C plane. So I think it's a combination of pattern and acrobatic because it holds the line really well. Nice. Awesome. So we'll see We'll see if it hovers. I just started trying to play with hover, and it was just really windy that day, so I didn't want to crash it on a maiden video. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. We'll see if it holds up to my abuse like the velocity. I don't know how that thing's still flying. Nice. So, yeah. Steve, how are you doing with your scale project? I keep <laughs> talking about that, too. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of been put on the back shelf for now just because I, I my garage is completely full with just supplies and stuff. I, I don't really have a workbench open enough to even work on that. So it's sitting on the table right now and eventually uh once I get some of that sheetrock and insulation out of the way, I'm rebuilding a couple of the tables I have in there and storing things out. So hopefully uh hopefully once my garage gets sorted that's going to be one of the, the first projects in the garage, I'll say. Um, you know, other things like the Black Thunder that I'm, I'm, you know, rebuilding or doing maintenance on, that I'm actually just bringing in the house and, you know, in components, right? I'll take the tail boom off and bring the fuse in, you know, the, the frame in and I'll just work on that part and, and then put the big stuff together out at the garage so I have more room. But that, that scale heli is huge. It feels like an 800 size heli. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like, for me to try to work on that with like my galley sitting right next to it, it's so it's just like, no, nah, that's not happening. I need room. I need to clean up the shop first, and then and then I'll get to it. But uh, I do have plans for it. I do want to block things off, cut cut, and you know just basically really go to town on that and and try to get a a, a scale cockpit in there. Which that's what I want to like. I'm I'm kind of been <laughs> t- uh, looking in in Motion RC is I want to see like. Do they have any scale stuff like the accessories, you know, as far as the, the cockpit, the, the pilots, uh, the chairs and all that stuff? Because I know it comes with the kits, so I'm sure you can find spare parts for that. Well, there's anybody out there, you know, interested in any scale stuff you want, uh, Motion RC told us and told all the other guys that if you have customers, friends, if, if you guys are looking for something from Motion RC, from Roban, mm-hmm. uh, do a do a ticket through Motion RC and tell them what you'd like to see, and they'll uh, they'll look into getting it on the site. So they're open to requests from from customers of what you guys want oh, to nice. see. Also, yeah, I've definitely oh, awesome. heard that. Yep. So Steve, did you ever get a heater in your garage? Yeah, I have a it's a kerosene heater. So I I when I built George's Oxy Four this weekend, I just uh-huh. built it alongside. I just put your videos on play, and I just built it alongside your videos. Oh yeah, no, that was before I, w- I got the heater. <laughs> I was cold watching your video. Your, yes. your, your hands looked so numb. I felt so bad. So yeah, bad. yeah. That was that was when I had a little space heater. That was like. I was basically sitting on it, <laughs> trying to keep warm, but you can see my breath in the video. It was freezing. It was oh freaking freezing. Oh my god, freezing. your hands were like purple. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's much video. better now. Uh huh. Thanks. <laughs> I, I used it just how I built the whole helicopter. I just watched your videos. Nice, awesome, man. Chris, that scale <laughs> hell he's he's working on. He's waiting for the big Trump banner decal to come in. He's putting on the side of <laughs> each side of it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, let's see. So, what other questions do we have for Chris for scale? Huh? Chris, will you be uh, putting together a different fuse for uh, any more Synergy models, or you think that's it for now? Just going to fly the crap out of that one this summer. No, I'm going to fly the crap out of that. The 516 proven it you know, can't fit in a fuselage. I could probably take an E7 or even make Super Stretch and shove it in something, but I've got, I think my fleet's complete for now. I've got you know my E5, which is now in a scale fuselage. I've got my 516, which is my beater. And if I want to just go relax and have a big air flight, it's my E5SS. So I'd have to spend more money and cut something up again. And I'm good for now. I mean, you'll see other scale stuff from me. It's not going to have uh, a synergy in it, but we'll we'll see. I'll be flying okay. some more scale. Okay, cool. Let's, let's talk about when you actually fly to scale heli, right? Like, um, I, you, you know, you, you mentioned that you turned on your rates and, you know, you can mess with your pitch and kind of make it more docile and stuff. But uh, besides that, like, you know, do you have any tips on actually, like, flying it to make it look scale, you know? Like, if you have retracts or, like, just takeoffs and landings. Because, I mean, you know, you, you fly a 3D heli, you're autoing down and you're, you are you don't have to worry about retracts or you're taking off. You just kind of get up to speed and pop it right up in the air. Scale is different because as you have to, you know, calmly and, like, act like if people are in there, right? Like, not make it so abrupt with your, your direction change and stuff. But can you go over any of the flying, you know, things that you need to do to fly a heli scale yeah it's it's fun the first trick is if if you're set to medium spool up which most castle speed controls are you know medium spool up mm -hmm. um if you want to start off scale make it look scale um go back in your castle settings or whatever fly bar or whatever esc you're using and uh put on slow start do slow start or even put custom and go even slower it may be boring waiting the other you know, 20, 30 seconds for it to spool up, but it gives mm -hmm. it a really true life effect. If it, if you're watching that blade just to spool up the speed. Sure. And, uh, yeah. Just, just have fun with it. The last video I did, I think it was the overview video. I started off in our taxiway and just like I did in the real Armstrong, I flew a couple months ago over the summer. I, uh, I let it spool up. I took off into a hover in our taxiway and I actually flew out over the runway about three inches off the ground did a 90 degree turn, held it there for a minute and slowly just gave it a little forward cyclic and just let it kind of just go into, it. you fly like a real one. So, um, what is it? ET, uh, ET, ET, is it ETL? Effective transitional lift. Yeah. ETL. So ETL in a real helicopter is effective transitional lift. And it's when you go from a hover and you just start going on the cyclic control mm -hmm. and the helicopter will actually put itself into forward flight. Um, when I did my, my ride, in that Enstrom a couple months ago, the guy let me fly it for, you know, 50 minutes. And then when we got back to the airport, he had me 10 minutes of hovering. So I'd sit there in a hover with a cyclic pitch and rudder pedals. Mm -hmm. And he goes, all right, go into ETL. So I'd slowly give it just a little bit forward on a, on a stick and you'd feel it start to move forward. And, and by itself, just by moving it forward, you'd feel it start to creep forward. And all of a sudden the helicopter would just move into forward flight by itself. And I'd slowly pull back on a, on a collective stick and the helicopter would stop, go back into a hover. 
I give it about you know five ten degree push on on the cyclic stick, and same thing. I feel the helicopter start to move, and all of a sudden it would just pull itself into forward flight. Um, so yeah, same with the scale stuff. Get it out there where it looks like you're doing a scale takeoffs. Mm-hmm. Give it a little collective just to get the height on it, and just give it a little bit of forward cyclic, and just the weight of the blades. Once that rotor disc t- tips forward, just like a real one, you know, ETL takes over and the thing just takes over. Um, bank turns, just everything's just lower. So definitely bump up your your expo. So if you're jittery on the sticks or you're used to, you know, yanking bank flying, mm-hmm. add expo. That's going to clean up your flying right there and make it look more scale. But just keep your bank angles slower. I mean, you can still go up to like an angle of attack where you come up and you kind of like a, a wing over, like a stall turn, come back out. Sure, you yeah. Can, I mean, you can still you can still whomp on it and fly around like a you know a 3D machine, but the slower you can slow it down, right? The, yeah. The the people watching, they're going to respect your flying a lot more. So no backwards so, flying. <laughs> well, you know you can do backwards hovering. Like my favorite move is is nose in and I just uh, cyclic yaw right down the field, so people can like take photos. Uh-huh. So you're just all the way down the runway, I'm just nosing the entire way, and you stop you know, kick out the tail 45 degrees, you know, have people, you know, take pictures and you start pulling back in the collective. So you'll kind of turn backwards like a real helicopter would do like a 45 degree, you know, backwards to forward takeoff. Okay. Yeah. yeah just have fun with it. You know, we all see helicopters fly over. So, you know, teach yourself how, how slow can I fly? It, it might be boring to some people, but I'll tell you what, I was amazed. And I've said it before, back when we talked scale, I was amazed at the heli jamboree where we literally just watched three days of smack 3D over and over and over again, I had more people come up to me after my scale flights and talk to me about you know asking me questions, complimenting my flying, because in our heads, we think about a helicopter. We think of a scale helicopter. We don't think of a 3D machine. So people, I think people enjoy the scale aspect. You, you just don't see a ton of it. I don't know if it's because companies kind of went away and we didn't have as many on the market, but I think there's right. definitely a place for it. And, uh, it's fun. My dad, my dad sees me flying. He laughs. He goes, ah, you're going to get bored. I can't believe you're flying a scale again, but yeah, that's why I've got my, my other synergies. I can go out there and smack the hell out of them. And I can go up there and just have a, you know, nice soft 3d flight. It's just really cool. I mean, even at the lower head speeds, the helicopter still talks to you. Like I'll come in, like I'm going to land. So I'll come down at a slight angle and I'll start to, you know, flare at the end and you can actually hear the blade start to bark at the end and you can hear like just the sound resonate through the fuselage. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool feeling. So you'll, you'll come in, you'll start your lower descent, you'll flare at the end, hover for a second, maybe kick the tail, you know, 30 degrees and then set it down really slow in the skids. And then of course we're in govern mode. So it's going to, even if you go negative stick, it's going to still keep head speed. So I usually get about under half throttle and just trap the throttle and just let it spool itself down um but if you're still some guys who are flying uh linear curves you actually go through you can actually slow the motor down to where it sounds like it's shutting off it's tougher when we fly governor mode because you go on negative stick it's just going to keep the head speed up and you're gonna have a helicopter right. pushing itself from the ground yeah yeah yeah. so get, getting that getting that one to chop you know throttle hold and still make it sound good you just got to find your happy median in there that's my uh scale is set up with a linear curve on bank one and then bank two and I don't even think I run bank three on it. Uh, bank two is just, you know, a flat, a straight line. So you get to that certain RPM where you go from bank one to bank two and, and backwards, you know, you kind of, as, as you're bringing it in. And then I, I land under power, you know, and slowly shut it off. 
and I think that's too why we used to fly the different curves with the scale stuff because if back when I was flying other scales, I had a linear curve. I wasn't fl- in bank one. I had a linear throttle curve. So as I lowered the stick, I went to that zero range. So as I was coming down, I was slowing the rotor head down. But right. even as I went down to my past my mid stick, it never got more than five degrees negative. So you couldn't hear it or see it like push it into the ground. Where if I did it with my E five now, you'll you'll hear it pull the model down. You'll hear the throttle kick up. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I land, get about mid stick, and then just chop the throttle, and it has a nice little spool down. But the, yeah. the slow startup is where it's at. If you really want the scale effect, it's, it's boring, but go slow start. It makes it look really yeah. cool. Yeah. For uh, um, I know you covered on uh, the castle side, but for folks with uh, hobby wing EACs, do that spool up to uh, two, and it's super slow. <laughs> You're like getting a cup of coffee while it's pulling up. It's great. Um, one, one thing that, that really uh, felt... When I flew my scale heli, the, that made it authentic feeling or looking was when I took off, I went 45 degrees on the tail and went side, and then I put the retracts up. And that, yes. having retracts, oh my God, that was like, whoa, I, I'm not doing anything but just pushing a button, but it just, when you see the wheels come up and, and it just tucks away in there, it looks yeah. so cool. <laughs> that was badass. Yeah, that was worth whatever I spent for that helicopter just for that moment. Oh man! And, and back to Kevin's question, you definitely have to mm-hmm. compensate. I mean, throwing in some expo and lowering your rates that's going to help with how your sticks feel flying it. But you yes. definitely have to compensate for the, the the extra weight. I mean, this fuselage didn't add that much weight to it, maybe a couple pounds. So it's not as bad uh-huh. as my E five. But back when I had my super scale, like my Belco oh, twenty nine, yeah. mm-hmm. that weighed that weighed twenty three pounds. A 12s setup yeah. with a with a 3s flight pack for the receiver and the servo, uh-huh. so that was a heavy machine. Sure, I've talked I've talked about it with people in the past. Unless you're a model helicopter pilot, it's really hard to explain disc loading to people and how you can actually feel it in your sticks. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, if the wind if the wind kicks or you do something wrong and you got you, you got to slam that collective, you feel it because you're it's almost back in the flybar days. Like if you do something wrong. Yeah, you have to be ahead of the machine because it's coming down. You're like, oh shit, I gotta correct and give it collective. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it feels like it takes like you know two three seconds for it to you know kick back into and, and catch up to you. Mm-hmm. So definitely, kind of depending on how big of a model you do, don't go too crazy on export rates. Leave yourself some wiggle room. Or like me, because it's a three three uh, D machine, I still have bank two and three a little bit higher head speeds. But I gave myself some extra. I didn't go as low on the expo and rates. I still have, like, if I kick it, in, if I get worried or if it's really windy, I fly bank three. It's still a little bit higher head speed for what I should be flying for a scale machine. But I have my head speed to get me out of trouble, and I have more rates if I need it. So definitely, you know, set yourself up to fly scale, but have one of the banks is like your kind of like your rescue bank. If you needed more head speed or if you needed more uh, cyclic throw, make mm-hmm. sure at least one bank is still more aggressive for the scale machine because you you'll feel it you definitely feel it in the sticks it's like it's almost like a lag feeling it's like someone put a brick on your 3d helicopter mm-hmm. all right right uh let's see any other scale questions i think fred fell asleep wake up fred <laughs> so do you, do you have any recommendations on like say someone who wants to get it to scale what's a good starting size like I I personally tried to do a 250 T Rex scale and that was horrible. 
Um, and not really because of the scale part, but because of the airframe part. <laughs> the, the actual, you know, 250 T-Rex was a horrible machine, in my opinion. So, like, what size would you recommend someone starting out that, you know, might not want to make the, you know, 1500, 1700 jump into a 700 size, <laughs> you know, super scale, but something where they can manage? I've been helping guys the last few months. They go, I want to get into helicopters. I bought a super scale 700. Can you help me set it up? I'm like... <laughs> this is your first help. Okay, yeah, I'd stand about fifty yards back. Um, yeah. No, I went. I went back and forth with Motion RC. What we want to do the target market for, and mm-hmm. I still believe five hundred size is the best. Obviously, I went six hundred because I wanted something bigger for the E five. Plus, mm-hmm. I had an MD five hundred six hundred before at a yeah. failed attempt. I had a fuselage ready in the the KS six hundred. I was about to stick into it, had a link malfunction, exploded. So I never ended up continuing the project. I, I sold the fuselage to somebody. So 600 is great if you have the money to front the 600 size airframe. Mm-hmm. 450 is good. Uh, Motion RC, the first couple of runs, they're not going to do anything with 450 fuselages. They're just focusing on the 500s and up. Um, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still big on get a 500 size because – we were talking on the hobby squack forum the other day. One of the guys was like, Oh, I'm thinking about, I want to do a 500 airwolf, but I don't know what helicopter to buy. And then one of the team members found a link. I think it was RC groups. Someone had an older T-Rex 500 ESP ready mm-hmm. to fly, ready to fly. It was like 325 bucks. So, nice. I mean, if you do your research and find an old used T-Rex, yeah. uh, Chaos 500, Terra 500, so one of those clones or a true T-Rex 500. Between that and a fuselage, you can have your first scale build if you're lucky and shop right for under 600 bucks. I mean, we spend that on far worse stuff in a hobby that, that's a failure. Um, it's a 500 size because it's a lot of options out there. You've got the Airwolf. You've got the Augusta 109. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what if you can find the right T-Rex, you've got the Apache, you've got the Cobra, obviously the MD-500s. So there's a lot of choices in the 500 range. And if you don't see it on Motion's RC site yet, they plan on getting more SKUs as time goes on. The first run was to see how the public was going to take the helicopter market. Um, and everybody's been taken to it great. So I think you're going to see a lot more in the next, next order uh, shipment. So I say 500. You can't go wrong. I mean, it's... Under five, under five six hundred dollars to have your first scale in the air, and uh, it's a gateway drug because when I when I was flying for RC Aerodyne, it started off with we owed a little egg. It was an MD five hundred four fifty, and within like two months, I had a seven hundred size Bell two hundred six. <laughs> I had a five hundred size EC one thirty five. I had a five hundred size uh, MD five hundred. So, personal preference, I'd say go five hundred because it's inexpensive. And if I had to choose an airframe fuselage, I'd say MD500. It, it's just, it's the most versatile, easy. I mean, especially if you are if you can find a 500 T-Rex for it, mm-hmm. it's literally build the, the wooden riser blocks, screw it in, and go fly. You're probably one, one weekend, one weekend or a couple nights, and you've got a scale helicopter flying. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So that's yeah. my two cents. Try it out. It's, it's Everything's worth trying once, you know? If you don't like it, you know, sell it. Someone out there will buy it. But I, I had that, that failed attempt at trying to shove my Synergy 516 in there. Mm-hmm. I think I had a fuselage sold 20 minutes later. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, so if you're not willing to go through and, you know, try it after the first failed attempt, mm-hmm. someone else will take a shot at it. And, you know, maybe they'll, they'll like it or they'll hate it. 
Yeah. But it's definitely worth trying once. It's not for everybody. Um, I wouldn't solely give up 3D helicopters just to fly scale. I definitely, like my dad said, I'd probably get bored. Yeah, but right. if you got a spare machine laying around, it's it's worth it's it's a nice balance to have have. It's just like airplanes. Yeah, I've got my quarter scale Piper Cub where I go out mm-hmm. there and I fly a tribute to Papa and I just have fun. Or mm-hmm. I go out there and I beat the crap out of my velocity. It's it's nice having a balance in your in your hobby hanger. Yeah, definitely. And I'll tell you, Chris, I've flown that cheesy 450, you know, that I got from Hobby King. And I think every part in it is close to being Hobby King. And I b- bought the fuselage for it because I, I like the scale stuff. And, uh, man, I, I swear every time I fly that stupid thing and I just tool around, I don't even, I don't do anything fast. I barely do, you know, the kick turns or the stall turns with it. I always get a compliment. Every time, every time I land, somebody tells me, "I really like that thing, man. That's pretty cool." It's especially the uh, the gearing on it. It just sounds so cool in that like hollow fuselage, right? Like just the reverberation of it with the straight cut gears. It sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. And and it's fun. It, it kind of forces you to change your flying style because of the weight, oh, because of the size, and you start. It kind of starts defining your flying style and kind of cleaning up where you know, you might hide a lot of bad tendencies with a three D machine. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to hide bad collective management with a scale machine. It's gonna drop out of the sky, or you're gonna do something stupid. So, right. you just, once you get up there, you just your whole flying style changes, and then you get a routine, and oh, it's just fun. I, I like That's- it. I'm I'm glad. Again, I left on good terms. It was because of family, and now that you know the kids are getting older, I finally got an SUV. That's the only reason I left. And now, with, with you know, the 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 car and the hobby room, I've got time. I've got size and. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what this season holds because I know I'm making a lot of people happy being back flying some scale stuff again. And Matt loves it. Matt Botos, you know, before I even went down the scale route, mm-hmm. I, uh, kind of my own contingency with joining the team was, you know, if I still want to help out Oxy down the road, is that cool there? He goes, yep, we don't have anything small. You're good to go there. And I said, what if I want to do anything with scale stuff? Because there's an upcoming company that's looking for my help. Can I do scale stuff? He goes, we don't carry scale. You're free to do that. So that's that's my biggest thing. Nice. I get to I get to mm-hmm. fly synergy, and all along the way, I was kind of showing Matt some teaser pics of what I was building, and he's just blown away with it. So I'm not the hardest 3D pilot. So to go out there and be able to represent synergy and fly scale and be comfortable, that's I think that's really cool. And Matt's backing me 100 percent. So I want to thank you, Matt, for that. And I get to do everything I love in the hobby. Awesome, thanks, Matt. Matt. Thanks, Matt. Nice. Yeah, man, you got me thinking about buying another scale. <laughs> you got one, dude. I know, I know. I got to work on it, but I just feel like, oh, look at this. Just, you know, Roban Jayhawk yeah. 500 scale. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not too bad price. And then I'm thinking like, damn, I need to buy another helicopter then. No, 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 no. I, I'm going to I'm gonna relax for a little bit. Mike's, Mike's is nice. I'm a bad influence on Mike. Dude, I can't wait to see his fly. Is he bringing it to... Uh, the jamboree your your fun fly oh yeah it flies we've been uh i talked to him almost every day now we go back and forth with you know some changes he had made some questions he had for me and uh mm-hmm. the first main flight was kind of scary because it has wheels it's not skids it can't spin around at the gyros backwards so we went back and oh. forth and uh the maiden flight he actually took out he, he made a wooden disc um almost looked like a tabletop it was very thin like plywood or something and uh he actually zip tied down the wheels or made a mount for it, so he's a, he was actually able to skate around the driveway and uh, 
and fly it. The thing looks amazing. It sounds amazing. Yeah, he'll have it there. And I don't think he's done either. I think he got bit by the bug again. And uh, I think you'll see some more stuff from him. But, yeah, he's very excited. Jayhawk is sweet. I mean, it's got – obviously, it's like the super scale style. So it's uh-huh. got the – Full cockpit the, inside. Full cockpit. It's mm-hmm. backlit. The whole instrument panel is backlit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's, it's crazy. I'm curious, um, is he going to put, like, a, a winch on there and, like, you know, be able to hook, hook things up and drop things and stuff? Because I know some folks that did that and look really cool. I don't know how far he's going. He did He did do a – he modified the tail wheel. The ter- tail wheel is actually steerable. Nice. Um, so he did that. He did a steerable tail wheel, and I know he just ordered his second set of pilots. The first pilots he tried were, were the wrong size, so he's going to mm-hmm. get scale pilots. He's got the steerable tail wheel. I believe that has a navigation lights in it, I think. Um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. He did his stuff a little bit different because they all come kind of tail heavy, so you have to add weight in the front. So he's able to use washers and hide them in the hub, hub nose of the Jayhawk. And then okay. the, the, the rest of the weight, he actually hid them under the front seat so you can't see it. And then where he put his ESC, he wanted to kind of get a CG good. So mm-hmm. instead of putting the ESC up in a doghouse, he put it in a roof of the rear cabin. So it's, it's been cool to see his build. There's pictures out there on RC Heli hangout in the row band Facebook page. So, so check that out. There's a few guys building Jayhawks right now, but, uh, Mike's is done. It's flying. He's got to do some, um, he still has to do some tuning on it, but he's excited. It is a gorgeous machine. He just put the decals on it last weekend. So I think oh boy. It, nice. it's ready. It's ready to go. Cool. Nice. I can't wait to check it out. All right. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for scale, unless anyone else has some questions or wants to lend me $1,600 so I could get myself a Roban B412 LA Fire and Rescue 800 size scale heli. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead and order it now. The money's on its way. <laughs> sure, sure. Just give me your credit card number. I'll plug it in right now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. So let's uh, move it on. What do we got f- for news and announcements? News and, and announcements. announcements. All right. I love you guys. <laughs> I got stereo sound there. Okay. So, yeah, Chris, you look like you wrote something here. More synergy greatness is in the works. Sweet. So the guys just had uh, Birmingham, I think. They just had the fun fly last weekend. Had a big showing of synergy guys mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. Chris Sexton, Matt and Amy, Rob Cherry, all the synergy guys were down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they debuted their first two of only two N556s, uh, so a lot of rave reviews and the new Nitro coming out of Synergy. Yep. And uh, Rob Cherry is testing a new 516 stretch kit, which looks awesome. Um, I loved the way my E5 flew as a 550. I loved it better as a 626, but then I had to go back to a 550 to shove in the fuselage. Love how I smack around my 516, but I figure as small and light as a 516 is, if they had 556s with 96 tails, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a killer lightweight because I'm not going to change anything. Just like I did with my E5 and my yeah. E5SS, I changed nothing. I literally bolted on a bigger boom, bigger blades, and flew a 6S setup. Um, so no no facts on price or release date, but I did talk to Matt today, and there will be a uh, re- uh, factory 516 stretch kit coming out of the market hopefully maybe in a few months i don't know the release date but there will be one coming once the team guys get their release on it to start testing it first i'm mm-hmm. definitely gonna put it in order i've got a spare set of five five sixes already um so 
I just need to order the stretch kit and some 96 tail blades, and I'm going to turn my little 516 into a 550. Nice. nice. I think Matt should also develop a super stretch kit. Like, have it, like, you know, you spend whatever money, and you get everything you need to stretch that E5 to a super stretch. Because I think a lot of people that I've spoken to, um, especially after all the stuff you've done, have been like, oh, man, I think I want to build that too, you know? So I, I know Frank was looking into building one. I'm looking into building So it would be cool that if you could, like, you know, not have to, like, figure out, okay, what do I need? And just be like, he has that, like, kit ready, you know? That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'll talk to him, definitely. I think Frank ended up going with the 626 stretch, which is the E5S. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going 12S on it, which is still going to be nice light disc loading, depending on his pack size. But, yep, yep. yeah, I'll, I'll I'll mark that down to Matt, because I've – I've had at least 10 emails since I released mine. And they're yes. like, what parts did you buy? I'm like, right. uh, sorry, guys, I traded mine to a guy. So I had to go to the guy I traded from. And he's like, here's a list. And it's, it's all these seven parts. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but yeah, like you said, because you can go on his site right now and buy a factory 606 and mm-hmm. 626 stretch kit. And right. you have to buy buy your taste of blades, you know, rail, mm-hmm. switch, whatever. Yeah. But uh I'll talk to Matt. That'd be cool because re- I mean it's literally not much. It's no, just it's not. like the other. It's it's a tail. It's an E seven tail boom torque mm-hmm. tube, boom supports and push rod tail, tail control rod. I think yep. that's it. That's what we get with the, their standard stretch kit. I think I mean now it's it's the gear um, ratio change in the tail because I I have a feeling that might be too right. Yes, the guy I got it from he did put the speed up tail gear in there. Yes, okay. Um, on my E5 stretch to the 626, I did not. I yeah, did not. I, don't, I don't think you need to when you're just stretching to 606, but I think when you go to the 7 size, you're like, yeah, you got to speed that up just to give it a little more authority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sweet. duly noted. I will send him an email. That, that's, That'd be awesome. That, that's smart because I don't think the E5 is going anywhere. Even, even with newer models that might you know, we see mm-hmm. in the future out of Synergy, I yep. with the success of that E5 and rarely seeing them come up on the forums for sale. I don't think that you know. I had a guy last week who goes oh, 516 or E5. E5 has been out since 2012. What what if Matt discontinues it? I'm like mm-hmm. Matt's never discontinued anything, <laughs> and, and it's mm-hmm. right here in the American made. So yeah, I don't think the helicopter is going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's gonna be awesome. Cool, sweet. All right. Any other news and announcements? Well, I was on the Motion RC website and doing some checking on, you know, before the show, what Chris was going to talk about and mm-hmm. uh, the scale kits. And the first thing that popped up was this giant F4 Phantom. Yeah. Pre-ordering. Oh, yes. my God, dude. Second pre-order. The first already sold out. Yes. The thing is over five feet long. It's a uh, nine-bladed EDF, 90-millimeter mm-hmm. fan, yep. 130-amp ESC. Uh, it's got operating, you know, nose door and landing lights and suspension, and it's pretty freaking Full amazing work. looking, dude. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can't wait. Somebody's gonna have one of these that we're gonna wind up seeing because they're they're selling them out of them like crazy, man. Watch yeah. the videos. Yeah, it yeah. sound even with the nine blade, it sounds amazing. Well, they said they tested the six blade, and the five blade, and the twelve blade, and they said that the nine blade has the sound that they want, plus the you know the the thrust, uh, the thrust, and the uh, it just it it all gels together. Mm-hmm. The the sound and the uh, the thrust that they want, and the you know the the wear on the the, the battery and all that. Yep, yep. I do want to mention 
Um, this past weekend, though, that we forgot to mention is that uh, that Rob and Devin brought out their uh, turbine. Yes. Yeah, you did a couple of Facebook yeah, videos so, on that. Uh, wow, that thing sounds freaking amazing. It's yeah. Wow. That was so loud, dude. You could not stand behind it without hearing protection. That's how loud. No, that thing but was. like. It was so loud, but still, it hurt. It, it sounded like a real jet. I mean, I mean, it was, you know, to scale down, but it sounded just like any full scale. It was amazing. Wow. Now, what was he running that thing on? It wasn't. He said he could run kerosene, but he had actual fuel in that. Yeah, it was like right? um, it's jet fuel, but it's like, what was he saying? Was it like A one or Type one or Type A or something jet fuel? It's it's basically like four dollars okay. a gallon jet fuel. <laughs> Which I gotta is, ask him next time if he can run like Everclear in that moonshine. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, he said yeah, that, that you could run. I think yeah, you could run diesel or yeah, right. Uh, type one, type diesel eight. or kerosene. Yeah, I mean kerosene, you can burn yeah. them in your oil burner. But yeah, dude, that thing was a freaking amazing. All he had was the fuselage. He said yep. he didn't want to bring the wings because he didn't want to get tempted into try and fly it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which he, he was. He was like, I should have brought the wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, he's got a he's got his V bar in it. Got the um, yeah two neos Neo in it. Mm-hmm. Two neos. Yep. Yep. He has a smoke system, uh, which was awesome too. Because he he the first first time he um he started up, he didn't the smoke system wasn't working, and I guess one of the connectors came out or something. But second time, he just he shot the fuel. I was like, damn, fire department's gonna come thinking there's a fire in the woods here. Because yeah, I mean that shot. wasn't a little bit of smoke. No, that a was lot. a lot coming out. That uh-huh. that's gonna be awesome to see fly, man. Yes, yes, the sound, the smoke. Oh, it's gonna be great. I can't wait. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, let's see. Other news and announcements. I, I kind of have an announcement, I guess. Uh, so to add to my, my, I don't know, recently, I guess, it's been growing. My, my sponsor list has been growing pretty pretty big. Um, I got picked up by another sponsor. Really? Yeah, another company is, is sponsoring me now. And it is, I have joined Team... Cattle mod. So nice, dude. I've been, uh, you know, I've been a big supporter of all their canopies and especially the custom canopies. Um, I've always had great, great, great luck and and you know just overall, you know, customer satisfaction with all the the custom canopies I order. You know, yeah. um, I pick a design and color scheme, and then they send me a uh, a preview shot that they they do on. You know, in like I don't know Photoshop or something, and it looks amazing. And then, and then you know, I get the actual photos of my canopy, and it's just, it's just, it just blows my mind every time I I, I put a canopy order and how good they look. And a lot of people, you know, they're always like, "Oh, where'd you get that canopy?" You know, custom order from Canomod, and and I don't think a lot of people know that they do that. So yeah. uh, hopefully, I'll be I'll be helping spread that word now, being on the team, and to help people. You know, facilitate some of that ordering and and get get their custom canopies ordered because it's definitely worth it in my uh, my opinion. You know, you do you do have a weight. It's like you know anywhere from I would say on the shorter side maybe about two and a half weeks, and on the long side you know up to a month. But you know, once you get that new canopy, and it's just it's amazing. So, yep. So yeah, I'm very happy to announce that I am now part of Team Candle Mod. 
Nice. Congratulations, dude. Thank you. I know that you can be particular with what you want, and I know that they've filled your order. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, you know, I know the whole scheme you've come up with. You come up with a few that are really awesome, and, you know, I want the carbon fiber look to kind of come through and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And, yeah, they've they've taken care of you, man. Like you yeah. said, uh, they do good work, and, you know, put your name on it and what, whatever. Yep. I've gotten a few, gotten in a couple orders. and Yeah, uh, and, you yeah. know, I mean, Cattle Mod's a pretty – you know, most of our canopies that we get from factories are Canomod, like especially like goblins, right? Goblins are all Canomod. Oxys use Canomod. So it's like yes. a lot of the brands that I fly anyway are Canomod. And it's just great that like for me, it's all it's all about visibility. It's like I just want that thing to be radioactive looking in the air. I want it to be super bright, super orange. <laughs> it's usually my color, um, yep. you know. And, and when I request it, it's funny because I don't have like a – a color palette that I re- reference to, I just say, give me the brightest neon orange you can get yeah. me. <laughs> and they do. They come through every time. You know, my Goblin uh, 420 looked amazing when I had that 420 Sport with the custom canopy. My original Goblin 380, that thing you saw for a mile away, that yeah. orange, the whole canopy yeah. thing orange. So, um, yeah. So that's going to be awesome. Oh, someone wrote something else. What else do we have here? Uh, I think I wrote something. Yeah. So I... Uh forgot to mention this earlier i picked up a new type of it's like a super glue mm-hmm. but instead of using a kicker to activate it it comes with a little uv led mm-hmm. and you shine the light on it and it activates the glue that way and it's been pretty cool because you know it's you can adjust your set time and it, it takes like five seconds to set so um i've been playing with that a little bit and i've been impressed with it so far nice Nice, dude. I was going to ask how if you've used that because I've seen something similar on you know the the TV commercials. Yeah, you know that um, you know buy that uh, you know as seen on TV type stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I've I've definitely seen something similar. So it works pretty good, huh, Fred? Oh yes, it's been awesome. Nice. What's that one guy that's always driving around in the boat? He carves up the oxy. What what is it called? The flex spray or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The flexi seal. Who has a better job than that guy? He gets to drive around in a bass boat after they fix it. He cuts another boat in half, and then he's driving around in some four wheel buggy that they like glued together. <laughs> this is freaking! I, what am I uh, doing wrong? Yeah, he did. He take a boat that had like a screen for a bottom and just like yeah. put that coated it with that. Just, yeah. yeah, that was it. Driving around, you know, bass boat. <laughs> awesome. All right. Anything else for news and announcements? Nope. Nope. Okay. Not, not, not news. Just I just want to say, uh, hats off to all the podcast brothers out there. Yeah. Um, Walt, Walt yeah. and Ed are, are killing it with the hooligans. Uh, Jimmy and Javier are doing a great job mm-hmm. over at uh, Full Pitch. And uh, my buddy Matt, if you guys haven't checked it out, check out Hobby Geek. Um, talks a lot about IMAX stuff, but um, he's finally digging in and getting his helicopters back. He's got an old compass and uh, a logo so give matt a, a, a listen over at the how to geek podcasts a lot, of, nice. a lot of good podcasts out there today it's i finally got caught up this weekend i, I was home all weekend with the kids and i was doing more stuff around the house i was behind by like eight podcasts because literally i listen to like five hobby podcasts now they all release at different days so mm-hmm. i was behind by like a month of podcasts yeah i'm pretty far behind myself too yeah so I'm never, I'm never, I'm never bored at work or driving anymore. Yep, yeah, yep. 
for sure. It's great, man. It is. They're, everybody's doing a really good job. The RC well, After Hours guys and the flight test guys are still putting mm-hmm. out their stuff, man. My my audiobooks have been killing me too because I've been re- listening to the audiobooks as well. So, yeah, it, it gives me a lot to listen to. And then I listen to a couple that aren't RC related, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, dude, it's just I love it, man. I love the whole podcasting thing. I I love it as a listener. Yeah, no, know? me too. Yeah, I'm big on the like uh, reality crime, I guess, or what's well, called the you know truth and justice. Um, podcast and things like that I, just, I find it very intriguing you know so it's cool awesome all right so let's move on to what's next for you in the hobby all right what's next for you steve yeah so i gotta fix the n7 just gotta replace that that front transmission gear uh, i'm gonna rebuild maintenance on that black thunder since i got all the parts i needed and nice. I, i'm really excited about switching over to the the new battery tray system you know where he slides in um, the battery tray instead of the whole like slide it in and then tape, uh, not tape, but the uh, strap down. So, okay. so that's cool. And uh, yeah, I've uh, actually already sent a, <laughs> an email to uh, support a Canoma to start my process of getting uh, some new custom canopies. So I got, I'm going to be ordering five canopies. And basically, I want my black nitro and my black thunder. To be matching set, so I'm gonna go with. Uh, so my idea is to take that the new 570 Sport uh, Goblin Canopy, the red and the blue one. Okay. And basically get that design done um, with the carbon fiber version, uh, you know, the XLC carbon version uh, on the on both those helis, so the Nitro and the and the Black Thunder. So so that should be interesting. Well, you know, to get that kind of scheme, a really Big bright heli, uh, and then the other three canopies are going to be for my oxies, oxy two, three, four. I want to, I want a trio of matching, right? I want all three of them to be matching, and I'm actually taking the the canopy I have, the latest canopy I bought from from Lynx, from Oxy is the scheme number eight, which is the orange and green with the black, and I'm gonna have just kind of put my own little twist on it, but basically gonna be that same design, but on all three of my heli, so of the oxy heli. So I think uh, that's going to just look pretty cool. Um, having the three different size oxys with the same canopies and then also having the electric versus the nitro version of the Goblin 700. Um, so that's going to be really, I think it's going to look awesome on the table. It's going to help me in the air because I'm going to just be so used to that, you know, basically tracking that canopy style, right? Or that color scheme. It'd be easy for me to to transition between the helis and and not have to take that couple minutes of like oh okay yeah I'm flying a different heli and it has a different look to it so I'm you know tracking different things on the heli and stuff so nice cool. yeah besides that I gotta get some planes ready with some Mikado uh, mini V bars on there for Neff get ready for Neff um I actually wanted to talk to you about that are you gonna be bringing like your your chargers? Should we just bring one charger? Because I feel like I don't know. It's overkill to bring both our chargers. Yeah, I'm gonna bring mine, but I'll, I'll probably have most of the stuff charged up before beforehand. But I mean, it doesn't matter either yours or mine. So I'm then, bring mine. Yeah, bring yours then. And what we'll do is, uh, I'll bring my leads. Just actually, uh, no, everything I'm bringing is you have JST and XC four XC sixty. So yeah, oh yeah, I'll just bring 
my batteries and stuff. I'll leave my charger at home unless I get that IZT charger built, which I might not be able to get that built by the time. So I have Deans. You have any Deans you need to charge? No, no. I I purposely threw away all those batteries and punched nails through them. Okay. Because of the connector. <laughs> because it's just the connector. They're, they're perfectly brand new batteries, but they had the wrong connector. So. Okay. <laughs> No, no, yeah, no, I cut those off a long time ago. <laughs> uh, all right, so what's next for you, Kevin? I'm going to Neff. Nice. And hopefully we'll have a good time out there and see our buddy Dave and uh-huh. all our friends in Ohio. I don't know if uh, any of the flight test guys are coming out. Yeah, I'm not I sure. I haven't seen it uh, on any of their web pages mm-hmm. that they were going. I'm. You know not, what I'm curious more, see it anywhere. more on is I'm curious. Would you call me? I called you a moron. No, I, okay. I'm more curious on if Andres Lou's going to be there and what he's going to bring this year because he yeah. always has some crazy, huge, foamy, you know. Um, yeah. he had the what did he have last year? The P47? No, no, P38. P38 Lightning, yes, he had that, yeah. and then before the year before that was Schmidt. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what he's going to have that's in that, you know, whatever 70, 80 inch wingspan area. So. Yeah, because they're there are they are doing a a prize for largest uh foamy or something. I don't know. They're doing some some prizes for different things this year. You bring your SC five? Yeah, I'll bring that. <laughs> I could probably fly that around in there. Oh, easily. Easily. Yeah. You, if, it would if take you port a throttle to like take yeah. off and just you know just you know, go around real nice and slow. That'd be cool. Well, that's it for me, man. Alrighty. What about you, Fred? Um. Yeah, I got nothing. You gonna sing it to us? <laughs> I thought about it, but uh, yeah, not feeling that either. All right, cool. All right, what about you, Chris? Well, I'm working on a new uh, dedication to Papa. For most of you guys who follow me on social media, mm-hmm. um, Papa, my grandfather, we finally lost him at a great age of 93 years old. He uh, actually got news; he passed away. Um, the morning I had just got into OHB, I was hanging out in Kyle's car waiting for it to warm up and mm-hmm. my mom called and said Papa passed away. So I apologize to the people if I was under the weather at OHB. I just got uh, the news that morning that Papa passed away. Sure, um, yeah. So working on a new dedication to him. He actually just, we just celebrated his 94th birthday this Sunday. We let balloons go and we had a little birthday party with the family at uh, my brother's house. Um, so yeah, so working on a little project. Um, Past couple of years, as you know, he was kind of getting out of the hobby and getting older. Every time my parents would go visit him and my nana, um, my dad would bring airplanes back that I had grown up watching him fly or that were in his basement. So he's got one I've got in the garage. It's kind of cool. It's all he's a, he was Italian, so it's all like the dark Italian, uh, green, red and white colors. It's got his name mm-hmm. Leo on the tail. It's got the American flag patch on it or the Italian uh, flag, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so it's a House of Balsa Tempo. It's a it's a parasol, uh, four channel uh, airplane. So parasol being that the top wing is mounted on like a cradle. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah. It's re- it's really nice. It's four channels. It's got ailerons, elevator, rudder, throttle, and it was built as a forty size uh, nitro kind of acro- not acrobatic but four channel trainer. And uh, I'm done with nitro. I got a nitro years ago. So one of the other planes I got from was like a Sopwith Camel, which was just really heavy. It was poorly built. I think he got it from somebody. So I actually gutted electronics from it. It's got little, you know, Metal Gear mini servos. It has probably like a 1,200 kV uh, 
brushless motor with a, I think it's 11.6 or 12.6 prop on it, 40 amp ESC. So literally, it's not like it's not going to cost me anything but a receiver to get this thing flying. So I got electronics out of the shop with Camel. It's ready to go to tempo when I find some time. I'm going to try to fly it at a 3S power system because I know 3S power systems plenty of power because I can 3D my velocity at quarter throttle and I can do vertical climbs at half throttle. Um, so if it's the same kind of power pack, um, I'm going to see if I can fly it on a 3S system if it doesn't work out. Um, I noticed the ESC says it's good up to 4S, so I can always you know throw in a 4S pack and try it that way see how it makes out. Mm-hmm. But I think that'll be fun. I'll have that flying towards the end of the summer. Um, probably debut it at our airplane open house and do a little dedication to them. Um, so cool. that'll be, that'll be fun. And then, um, hopefully us synergy team pilots will have the 516 stretch kit in the future. So I'll get that stretched out to a 550, start playing with that. And then, uh, just start doing some more flying. It's finally starting to get nice. Today's a, marks the first day of spring. Finally. <laughs> so get out wait, there. Wait, wait. Are you, is today really the first day of spring? Today's yeah. the first day of spring, boys. And we're getting hammered with a foot of snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we're in a state in emergency, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Surprise. Okay. I have no school tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, got, I think I'm going to be forced to work from home. They already called it. They already called it? No. For me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, j- j- just, just fly more. Uh, obviously, as, as summer goes on. Start planning the helicopter jamboree. Um, mm-hmm. I've got the sanction pole. I got the fireworks go- go done. Uh, I got the flyer made up a few weeks ago. So just more heli jam planning. Um, I'm done building. I built a bunch of stuff for people this winter. If I do one more build, um, my buddy Scott, who I built that uh, T Rex 550L for mm-hmm. um, last year in my club, he's thinking about going smaller. I just rebuilt his Blade 300 CFX. The thing's it's just thing just beat to crap. He can barely get the thing flying right. So he's thinking about buying like a T-Rex 450L uh, super combo. Mm-hmm. So I might build that for him if he gets the funds and wants me to do that. And then uh, other than that, we'll see what scale projects roll onto my table here in the next few months. But I'm just excited to get flying again. Having a, having a time change back and the fact that I can come home from yeah. work. It's still yeah. light out. I don't care if I freeze my ass off. The fact that I can walk outside in daylight and still fly, mm-hmm. that makes me happy. Yeah, definitely. Yep, for sure. Awesome. Guess uh, time for the wrap-up. All right. Wrap, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay. So Facebook likes. We are at a nice even 760 likes. That's plus four this week. And we have five names. Thank you, Facebook. Awesome. Thanks. Cue the music. Wait. Cute. Hold on. I'm holding on. I don't. I didn't write this name in. What is this name? Someone Colby trying to Johnson. Someone trying to rob Bergen me. Bergen be me. Blake no? Boney. No, no, no. Which one are we talking That's about? That's there. No, Blake Boney. <laughs> okay. All right. You're gonna have to edit that out. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. So let's. Uh, yeah. Let's read off the names. We have Kobe Johnson, Blake Boney. Guy Ruggett, Wesley Milan, and Matthew Kute? Kuti? I think that's Kuti. Kuti. Like you got the Kutis. Yeah. So you got a Johnson, a Boney, and a Kuti. 
Guy Raglan. That's Tails, Dad. That's Tails, yeah, yep. And, and a Milan and a Roglic. Yes. Rog- Roglic. Roglic. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, I love it. That's Tails, uh, Dad. He flies some crazy jets, man. It's pretty cool stuff. So that's a listener from what? Aren't they in Israel or somewhere? They are, yes. They are in Israel, yep. Sweet. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Okay, Facebook comments. What do we got? Facebook comments. We have a couple of, believe it or not, in our audience, we have a couple guys that think they're comedians. <laughs> Can you believe it? Um, Dennis Delisle, or Delisle, East <laughs> Fred with the who. Um, he commented on episode 116, a lineup with Ron Riccio, and he posted a nice gif that goes, meow. Meow. <laughs> so, thanks, yep. Dennis. Charles Booker um, also commented. <laughs> did he? <laughs> yeah, he said, episode 116 of Free Forestry Podcast is brought to you by Meow Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't stop laughing every time I heard the cat in the background. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I felt bad. <laughs> the cat was trying to participate in the uh, podcast and you guys kept talking over him uh-huh, yeah <laughs> exactly oh man uh, the cat's name was fred meow so uh yeah our friend chris breams posted a, a video <laughs> about the ver- a bird versus a helicopter rotor at 500 rpms uh, a full-scale oh. heli oh, and okay. oh yeah, that that didn't come too well. Uh, let's see. A lot of people liked our video of the jet stuff. That was good. Yeah. Yep. We have for episode one thirteen, Hilda Flyer, or aka David Hill, posted Fred. I can't find a link to the FAI F three K event. Fred mm-hmm. said nothing. <laughs> I guess he didn't see this. <laughs> I missed it. Yeah, I think you missed it. He posted it on Sunday. What else do we have? Anything else? Meow? I didn't see anything else real quick looking. I'm sure there's a ton of other stuff, but I didn't see anything. Okay, so meow? Yeah. <laughs> it was like super troopers. I can't do it as good as those guys. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously, those crew, they do a great job with that whole meow thing. Uh, yeah. Charles also did put a picture of the new Hensley TDS. Oh, I saw that. And I was like, so where's the rest of the helicopter? <laughs> yeah. It looked like it was missing the whole front half. Yeah. So it's very similar to the um, the TDR as far as like, without the batteries, it is missing the whole front end because the batteries take up that whole front end spot. So it, and you know, when you look at it, it's just an, like an engineering marvel on like how everything's just compact and smashed into this little like you know frame here. It's 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 tiny. The frame looks like it's like a you know like a 450L frame, <laughs> but it's a 700 size ultra lightweight heli. You know it's crazy, and it has a raised tail, has our, our elevated tail, or however you want to say it, which is yeah. also amazing. And also the rotor disc has a a crazy tilt to it. At least I think so. It looks like it because of the way that the tail's raised that the rotor disc is kind of tilted forward too. So it's going to be interesting seeing that thing uh, uh, fly in person. And I have a couple other things. They weren't posted on our Facebook page, but uh, 
There's a Tortured Spring Bash coming up uh, mm-hmm. Friday, April 6th to Sunday, April 8th. And um, that's $25 landing fee, and that's at Tortures Field if you're in the Florida, Orlando area. And uh, also coming up in May is the uh, ninth annual Heli Spring Fling in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Uh, that's May 2nd through May 6th. I just wanted to mention those two real yep. quick. Yep, yep. Uh, so I want to mention a comment that Brent uh, uh, left on the video that <clears throat> I posted for Chris about his uh, Roban 600 size MD500 unboxing in the bill. He said, awesome. Did you guys ever do a podcast on scale helis? It'd be great to hear more on scale builds. So he says he's starting to get more and more interested in scale helis. And, you know, I messaged him back saying that we did do one uh, quite early on. I think it was like episode five or four or something like that. But uh, yeah. that we'll be doing one in the future, and and that was last week. So, you know, yes. So, Brent, this episode's for you. Huh? <laughs> Not you, Fred. Oh. Brent. 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 Sound like you said Fred. Oh, sorry. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Breams also posted another video about a Dollar Tree foam board scratch build. Of a seven six seven two hundred, uh, which looks freaking real. Like it looks, you know, like an e- EPO. Like, um, and it's, it's made out of foam boards, which is amazing. So definitely come come on to our Facebook page, take a look at the links, drop us a link, you know, drop us a comment. So cool. Okay, website comments are non-existent. Oh, I guess no. Yeah, no, they they don't exist. Not really. We Not got a really. comment. We got a comment through our Facebook page. Uh, well, through our email, which I always consider our website. Mm-hmm. From Charles Bolt, he said, uh, "Hey guys, you have any plans to have Todd Bennett back on the show? I'd love to hear from him on a regular basis. I'm really looking forward to him doing a regular spot on the show. Thanks for the good work on the podcast." Yes, yes. Uh, I did speak to. Todd just a little while ago I think maybe a couple weeks ago and yeah we are we are shooting to have him back on the show just uh need to figure out schedule wise because he's been doing a lot of you know doing his his job right his traveling uh you know instructional school his yeah pilot heli pilot school so yeah um trying to figure out when we can have him back on we kind of got booked up for a while with listener series we're booked for the next couple of weeks but yeah, it it will be soon. It will definitely be before Spring Fling. I definitely want him on the show before that event, just so we could kind of catch up with him, uh, talk about his school. You know what what his plans are for this for his school in Spring Fling, and kind of get that going. So definitely, definitely, Charles will have him on the show soon. Cool. There was another one, wasn't there? No. Oh, I we got one from David from Hilda Fly, but I don't understand. What the thing was? Um, I think you got back to him, though. Yeah, I said, I'm not sure what you're talking about, LOL. <laughs> and so he said, you know, I'm sure you'll catch up. So basically he posted, like, I guess the, the, the little blurb, you know, forums, off the field, audio, video production, other than flight test podcast, right next to FT Community Cast. Say hello, Pat Joe Mike, and then it's Free Forest Podcast. And then it says, fire me, see if I care. And I, I don't, I didn't understand what he meant. And then he replied back, I'm sure you'll catch on. Kevin should definitely notice since he's fallen down the, on the job since October. 
I don't. I wanted to up my FT form post count. I don't know. I think he was posting on all our posts. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I didn't check it out yet. Oh yeah, no, I didn't get it. Uh, you know, that's forms are something that I think. You know, we've we've all been dropping the ball on. Yeah, I've kind of well, like gotten gotten off Facebook's of that. So so quick and interactive now, it's making it tough to to justify yeah. the form stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people of Podbean. All right, people of Podbean, dude. We had uh, some activity on Podbean. I think I've been screwing Podbean up, uh, or it's changed the way they've been notifying us for comments. So if uh, you guys have been commenting on Podbean over the years and I have never read it or never seen it, um, I apologize. But we have uh, Mapadafolia started following us. Um, we have BVGHJ, our buddy from Texas, Jericho Byrne. He uh, liked episode 113, 3D printers and gliders. And the RC element has really liked a lot of episodes all over the place. Episode 64, Synergy Hel- Helicopters with Matt and Amy Bodos. Uh, 79, Legendary Burt Kammerer. 95, Alex of MS- MS- MSH Helicopters. I can never say that right. Uh, you guys probably seen a trend here. He liked episode 102, Listener Series Volume 5 with Phil, Old Man 3D Goodwin, and episode 115 with X, XL Nut, or with Chris Nut. Yeah, so basically all the episodes I wasn't in. Yeah. Yeah, I see oh, how that is. Is that what it is? No. Oh, okay. Well, it's actually a few of those. Um, Jay mm-hmm. Johnson, 271980, started following us, and Andrews Glenn, 924, started following us. So that's it for Podbean. Okay. I want to go back to the forum uh to what Hilda Flyer uh so the last post that you did of the episode on the flight test forum was eighty seven. Okay. Now without us asking or anything, he has called us up and posted every episode from eighty seven up to hundred and sixteen with Ron Riccio. Oh man. And I just replied back and says Oh my God, this is amazing. Or what, what did I write for me? Let me go verbatim here. Whoa, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. If you want to manage this for us, it's all yours and we could really, really use the help. <laughs> oh, nice. So I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think Hildefly just, uh, walked into a new, to this new position here <laughs> at Free Forest nice. Podcast. Nice. <laughs> Seriously. Thanks, Dave. Thank you so much. This is this is awesome. It was really needed. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm only on there every now and then when I can mm-hmm. when I have nothing going on at work and I can just log in and start cutting and pasting and stuff. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey there, Dave. I see what you're doing. You're angling for my job. <laughs> nope, hey, nobody hey. wants your job, Fred. There's, 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 a, <laughs> there's enough room for all of us. There's enough to do for all of us. We have enough work uh, doing this podcast for sure. So any help we can get, it's much, much appreciated. Thank you. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Wow. <laughs> now I get it. I got it. All right. Okay. What do we have here next? iTunes review. I saw no new iTunes reviews. Right on, right this on. This week. 
But we had some great ones. Mm-hmm. We've had some really good ones. Thanks, yes, guys. Yes, thanks for everyone who's left one. Thanks for anyone who's leaving ones in the future. Uh, okay. <laughs> Chris. Dude, it's great to have you back on the show, man. It's been too yeah. long. Oh yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, of course, anytime. And uh, let us know, you know, when you have any updates with uh, the synergy stuff, with the, you know, the motion RC stuff, scale heli stuff. Let us know. Come on the show. Spread the love. Spread the word out. You know. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Uh, say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> uh, hey. I, I'm currently hey. working. <laughs> yeah, you can say hi back. Awesome. <laughs> uh, currently working on a new website. It is probably about, I don't know, maybe about half done, I would say, or a little less than half. I now got to bust Fred and uh, Kevin's chops. Come on. I need some pictures. I need some bios. <laughs> See, that's what I said. I didn't want to come on the show because I knew it was coming. See, it's not easy, is it? Yeah, no, it's not. It's like freaking. <laughs> it's like <laughs> herding cats, here. as yeah. they say. <laughs> cats. There you go. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We got, we got to do that. We got to add a little meow action <laughs> to every show. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So give me that stuff. I got that right. page up. It. Is only in like a, I guess a preview mode right now. It's not live. I haven't fully paid the 150 bucks or whatever it is to get that going. Plus, I need to figure out how I could get the uh, the domain names set up from uh, GoDaddy to Squarespace. So, should be interesting. But uh, once we work that through, it will be up on freefrcpodcast.com. Okay. You know, for now, just come to Facebook, like us there. Leave us an iTunes uh, review. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production, other than flight test podcast, free for RC podcast, sitting next to our friends, the FT community cast. Hi, Mike Joel Pat. Hey, Pat Joel Mike. And say hi to Hilda Flyer. <laughs> hey, Hilda hi, Flyer. Hey, Dave. Good, Dave. All right. Uh, RCHeliHangouts.com forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, free for RC podcast, sitting next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Walt and Ed. And also our friends, the Full Pitch Rotor podcast. Javier and Jimmy. Yeah. Hey, I don't Jimmy, know who that is. Jimmy Jones. <laughs> Jimmy Jones. Uh, who I've been seeing a lot of posts for him. He's been loving his 766, so. Nice. Awesome. All right. Thanks to Chris. Thanks to our listeners. Thanks to everyone on the show. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Ah, yes. Ah, that's like Chris's patent, you know. His signature <laughs> ending. Yeah. So, so somebody threw away a E-Flight Blade 450 and then had the internet all upset. First of all, oh, I saw that. I saw, yeah. And I wanted to post, but like, I don't know what people could play like that. I learned so much forward flight and like actually flying, not just bank turns going back, bank turns going back, like actually flying and TikToks, punch outs. I learned so much on that helicopter. You know, it's crazy that like people are like complaining. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt to Chris jiggle that handle. The water's still running. (laughs) It's got to fill up. It's got to fill up. It's almost done. (laughs) Okay. Oh.
Steve, you'll be happy to hear I did fly this week. Nice. What'd you fly? Whoop or did you go something better? Like bigger? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, okay. All right. It'll all be part of the show. Now I got to get my little bit in before I hit the mute button. You sure? You want to go first then? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't. I always go first. Kevin should go first. He never gets to go first. I know. It's so unfair of, of us never letting Kevin go first. <laughs> I never go first. <laughs> so, Kevin, you like the ending of last week? The what? Walking Dead? You like the last 30 minutes of our episode last week? Yes, I did. What you eating there, buddy? Salad. Oh. Oh, you're so whipped. I know. Wait, is it, was it a taco salad? No, it's a green salad. Oh, that's unfortunate. 